Let's get geared up for uh, opening season. Opening season? Opening game. Opening game. Opening game. Yeah. The Titans take on the Chicago Bears here at Nissan Stadium. I'm Amy Wells, joined by Mike Keith. Mike, the Chicago Bears are a team to watch in this game because they're coming in here super motivated. They have a very good defense, Amy, so that's going to be a big challenge to the Tennessee offense. On the other side of the ball, the Bears still trying to determine their quarterback. It is a glorious Sunday here in Nashville, Tennessee. We had a cloudy morning, a little bit of rain, but now the skies have cleared. Temperature at 60 degrees, a light wind, and bright sunshine in the skies above. All right, we're recapping the game that definitely happened this past weekend, the final preseason game, game four. We have the Bears at one and two going into the game. Is that right? Yes, that's definitely the record because it definitely happened. Bears at Titans in Nashville across the river from all of the bars and all of the fun. Bill, why don't you give us some pregame first half action, buddy? Absolutely. Wow. What a, what an experience game for the preseason, you know, and Nashville, they're known as an epicenter for music, of course. Right. So the Titans pre uh, the pregame show, it was really a site for sore eyes as they featured artists, actors, celebrities who were born and bred Nashvillians. I think that's a thing. So Hank Williams, the third started off the festivities by covering his dad's all my rowdy friends song, which was a nice tribute to a flawed man in Hank Williams, Jr. But so that happened. Then the Allman brothers took the stage next and they played Ramblin' Man as Lark Voorhees from Saved by the Bell and, and Jim Varney from Ernest Goes to Camp danced very provocatively on stage. Also both born and raised in Nashville. And to wrap up the show, Nashville honored some of its dead by superimposing their hologram likenesses on stage for a special rendition of We Are the World. So this was a real who's who as the camera scanned from hologram to hologram, and the audience at home really got to enjoy seeing celebrities such as former Confederate Army officer John Adams, former Cincinnati Reds great Noodles Hahn, the inventor of cotton candy, William Morrison, and speaking for myself here, there was not a dry eye in sight when the final chorus was led by former disco singer and star of multiple Scandinavian pornography films, Andrea Truden, who relatively recently passed away of heart failure in 2011. I did a little digging on this, and I believe her adult film star name was Sandra Lips. <laughs> Anywho... <laughs> Anywho, great start to what turned out to be a bad first half of football. No starters played in this one. Tyler Bray did not leave the offense to a to a single first down until late in the second quarter. And the Titans showed a little gamesmanship since they're playing the Bears later this year. Uh, they had kicker Steven Goskowski take a number of snaps at quarterback, but he mostly handed the ball off to one-time Chicago Bears training camp running back Senoris Perry from Louisville. Uh, the game was scoreless at halftime. Frankly, I turned off the TV at that point. So what did I miss, Dan? Well, I I, I missed that pregame. I mean, they went all out for a preseason game. Did you say Ernest was up there dancing? Yep. Yeah, Jim Varney. Uh, hell of an actor. Well, that's shocking that he wasn't a hologram, considering he's been dead for years. 
But oh, whoops! Boy, I missed I missed a lot there. Okay, not not yeah, a big so, dead Nashville research guy. So yeah, so that obviously that I missed the pregame, but that makes sense why they were going all out during halftime when they had the really <laughs> the, the choreographed uh, baton twirling show uh, featuring Jay Cutler and his weird mini cows and Nashville Mayor John Cooper. Did you see any of that? Um, no. Yeah, then you obviously didn't see when Virginia got a little clue, a little too close to one of the batons, and just it just cooked her right in the temple. So she was out for a good ten minutes. Uh, but by, by by all accounts, they threw her right in that Lake Forest Chapel, and she's doing better. Uh, of course, you know Jim Miller somehow gained an extra twenty pounds from the last week's game, so it was no surprise that he had barbecue sauce absolutely all over his tie. Uh, but was really embarrassed. Embar- he seemed really embarrassed when he couldn't stop calling the Bears' opponent the Tennessee Titties. So just a strange <laughs> halftime all around. I'm so ready for preseason to be over. Uh, but really no other highlight other than Trevor Simeon th- uh, throwing for three touchdowns, all throwing at Kevin Tolliver, who just got torched, and then he got released before he even got to the locker room. So the, uh, the Goskowski missed every extra point, though. So they win the game 18-0. <laughs> I'm so glad preseason's over. Bears stink. One and three in the preseason. One and three. But like you said last episode, good thing you cannot lose the championship in the preseason. Everybody's healthy for the most part that we care about. And now it's time for the real deal. We're going to get into it in the first segment to preview Bears-Lions. I cannot wait. 2020 is turning around. Go Bears. Go Bears. Get help, Jim Miller. Jim Varney's dead. Sorry about that. Are you ready, all you fans out there in out there land? I say it's time again. Have mercy. Let the congregation say, hey, man. It's time for the biggest, baddest party in the world. So get on up, turn it up a notch, and get ready to boogie, baby. We're back. Well, it's Monday night, a new week has begun. I turn on my TV for some big skin fun. I see a Super Bowl season here on ABC. The biggest game each week is their specialty. I gotta get ready, make everything right. Monday night football's coming on. This episode of Zero Doinks, it is week one. Oh my goodness, NFL's about to start Bears at Lions. We're going to talk all about the Bears' shot to start the year one and zero behind Mitch Trubisky. That was a controversial choice, maybe. We'll talk about that. We are going to also jump into some hams and bread, gambling angles from both Dan Doinks, Doinks and Rick Fieldsman, of course, on Hampton Spreads. A segment within a segment, we're going to make you all of the monies. There may be the return of Bears Fantasy Corner. Keep your ears open for that. That might happen. We're also going to visit a Bears fan and Zero Doinks lover in Michigan, just outside of Detroit. Can't wait to jump into that on Fans and Eggs. It's NFL season. We cannot wait. We love you. We love the Bears. Zerdoinks! Zero Doinks! Zero Doinks! 
Zero Doinks! Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks! Oh my god, Zero Doinks! It is week one, I guess, going into week one. Ah! It couldn't have come here fast enough. 2020 can go absolutely kiss our ass, but it's NFL time. It is real football time. It's time to get weird. Roger Goodell gives zero fucks about the pandemic. Therefore, neither do I, and neither does Dan Doinks. Dan, how the fuck are you feeling right now? It's NFL time, baby. I am a walking eggplant emoji right now. Is that a thing for boners? No, oh, anyway, I've, I'm a walking boner right now because I am so fired up. We finally have Bears football coming up oh, in just a few days. Prostate check for Dan. Yeah, I'm pumped. Thanks for having me, Sandra Lips. It's great being here. Uh, if a doctor gave you a prostate exam, what might they find, Dan? They would find an 85 Super Bowl ring wrapped around my... Wait, why would it be wrapped around? Yeah, it'd be laying on my prostate. I don't know how, what prostates look like. Do you? No, I don't. Okay, Not I don't doctor. either. But uh, yeah, I have rings in my butt. So um, yeah, that's it. Maybe a cocoon. Possibly. No, that's... <laughs> I... Uh... I'm glad I'm glad I didn't go into medicine just for this conversation alone, right? So, right. all right, Bears Lions Sunday noon Ford Field. I assume Fox, unless CBS jumped in for no reason. It is going to be red hot. Uh, the news of the weekend, Friday night news dump, according to some media members, they think that the Bears slipped this one through the cracks. Mitch, quote unquote, wins the quarterback competition. If you've listened to Zero Dunks recently, you would not be surprised. That was our prediction. Dan, I assume that this was exactly what you expected, right? I think so. It's, you know, reading up on Friday based off like some of the local media and what they were saying, I felt like I talked myself into Foles, to be honest with you, that he was going to start. Like I, I was fairly indifferent, but the, I felt like the media was tipping towards uh, Nick being the, the starter, just like, eh. By default, they both have been bad, but we'll go with the guy who's actually won something. And the, so speaking of the the Friday night news dump, I think Schefter was the person who broke the story. Correct. Yes. Correct. So I felt like the 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 um the frustration about the Friday news dump was from like Weederer and Biggs that they didn't get the story first, and that has to be an absolute slap in the face that I'm so going glad you said that. Guy. Yeah, I, yes. I could feel that, and I loved every second of it. But, but you know, in, since since they made the decision and it came out and, he, you know, hearing hearing them talk about it on the radio, it, I, it does make sense that you just give him another shot because if you have to bench him, then it's over. Nick's taking it the rest of the way, whereas, you know, Foles – it has experience of being the guy coming off the bench and, you know, he's maybe not as fragile as Mitch is, you know, so you don't want to, you don't want to go into a week, uh, throwing Mitch into the mix and he's getting no reps. I don't know. I, I, it seems to be the right decision. 
it's the Lions, so who gives a shit? It shouldn't matter. What did you think? What it wasn't a surprise to you either, right? No, it makes all the sense in the world, and I, the fact that like some of the media, the local media, acted surprised, like the Sun Times should be embarrassed, where Jason Leisure, I think is how you pronounce his name, he's the beat writer for the Sun Times, took over for Adam. Let me urinate all over your Johns. Um, <laughs> like the headline was, it was basically like they were shocked. Like they could not understand why that choice was made. And same with his, and his, his article was the same thing. It's like, you fucking kidding me, man? Like, why are we treating Nick Foles as if like Mitch beat out Tom Brady from 10 years ago? Like it's, it's actually pretty obvious why it happened that it was a fucked up preseason. There was no preseason unless you listen to zero doinks and realize the bears went one and three. And, <laughs> and thank you, by the way, for anybody that actually put up with all of those reviews of probably pretend games. We're not going to say, we're not going to say we may have our own private film of Linda lips. Is that her name? I can't remember. I already, I already forgot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Mrs. Lips. Something like that. Yeah, Mrs. Lips. Yeah, let's be respectful, guys. She's She's been dead for nine years. Cardiac arrest. So, um, but no, it's like, it's, it, uh, Foles had every opportunity still to, to rip the job from Mitch. He did not play well. It's it, it, like Dan and I know, we don't know. We weren't there. But from every uh, report, it seemed obvious that Foles didn't play that well. So if you... Isn't it like a tie goes to the runner bullshit? Like, it's the devil you know versus the w, devil you don't. And Mitch, like like you said, Foles is a great backup. He's experienced in that category. Mitch can shock the fuck out of all of us and grab onto the job and not let it go. Like, he has that chance. And if not, you got, like, the greatest backup of recent NFL history to to come in. And... That seems not that confusing, and it seems like the right move. I'm with you. It's, I don't, yeah, it's it really is just pick just pick one and and roll with it. Yeah, any more time wasted from the local media on it was it the right decision or not? Like who who cares? Like there seems to be a clear path. He's Mitch has a very short leash. Nick does not have a short leash, <laughs> so <laughs> it's. But once once Mitch once they. <laughs> Once they pull Mitch, like he's done. He's never coming back, right? Like this is yeah. this is your last shot. And if you suck, yes. And then if Foles comes in and he sucks, we're just gonna deal with that because Nick Foles is definitely gonna be here next year. Mitch, yeah. My, there's a good chance Mitch might not be here if he continues on the path that he's been on the last few years. If Mitch is here, that's that's great news, right? Because that means he had a hell of a year. Like that's the only way he's coming back is if he just lit the fuck up in 2020, and that is awesome. But uh, you know, personally, I'm rooting for that to happen. I'm certainly not expecting that to happen. Let me ask you, Dan, if like when I again, I don't want this to happen for the Bears' sake, for Mitch's sake, for the franchise's sake. But when would the right time be to pull Mitch if he's not playing well? Like, let's just throw injury. Like, injury is the most likely thing to happen, right? Because both he and Foles are injury prone. But if he's not playing well, when would you, if you were Matt Nagy, when would you make that call? That's so hard to say. 
I feel like you got to give him at least these first two weeks against Detroit and the Giants and then reassess at that point. It's it's got to be when you when we a close, you know, if we're losing, I think any really any time if we're losing, if the defense is giving up points and we're just not scoring, I think that's when you need to that's when you need to reevaluate and be like, all right, are we going to let just let these games slip away because we're still giving Mitch a chance? I don't know. It's it's hard to put your finger on it, right? Like exactly when that will the the ESPN 1000 today was drawing. They were uh, Waddle and Sylvie show. They had people call in and they were drawing weeks that Nick Foles would start. So like oh. if you called in okay. and they'd be like, oh, you have week five. So if that if Nick Foles, his first start is week five then you you win like a hundred bucks or something. But I was like, man, this is really pathetic that we're raffling off. When will the backup quarterback start his first game in the coming season? And I'm like, it just, it bummed me out. But yeah. I, I, and here's the other thing is I feel like there's a trend on Twitter with bears fans that are also upset that, that Mitch is the starter. And they seem to think that pace was the one who made that decision and it almost seems like they're hoping that Mitch sucks sooner rather than later so Foles can come in. I'm not I'm in no way hoping that Mitch sucks. Like no, that's why insane. why would you want that? Yeah, I don't that that is that, that is a recent trend that I saw too on on Twitter like why if you're a Bears fan, why the fuck would you want Mitch to fail this year in his in his last shot? Like what what's the upside to you? Unless you want Pace fired, but that even if Mitch sucks this year, there's no guarantee that Pace would be fired. I don't get it. What do you think? Yeah, and and I would understand if they had drafted like a young, a rookie who was showing promise, and that and they were wasting their time by not playing him. That what I would understand. But we have two guys who, by all accounts, are just overly mediocre right now. So I don't understand the angst over the decision that was made. And even if it was the other way around, I think it'd be like, you know, our feelings is like, oh, all right, I'll just, let's yeah. just do it. Let's just get started and figure it out. And that's maybe the problem is we just need some real action. So what would you like? I'm just trying to project this season, Dan Doinks. What would it take for you to be convinced that Mitch deserves a contract with the bears like what would this year have to look like because it's not i know i know it's it's certainly the minority percentage it's the minority opinion but stranger things have happened right maybe things click like what would it have to look like for dan doinks to say you know what yeah mitch actually is the guy for 2021 and and a little bit beyond well what would it look like he has to be the guy that wins us games he can't be the guy who just hangs on to these to a lead that the defense may have you know the defense is carrying all the weight I just straight stats I think he's got to have 30 plus touchdowns right I mean I think that's that will help I it's hard to say I mean I don't know even if he has a really good year I don't know how you could justify giving him a shitload of money still (laughs) I I don't it's hard for me to imagine it yeah. No, I actually like the way you frame that though. Like be the guy that you could point at and say, yeah, you actually won us. You got us in the playoffs basically. Like it's defense was good, but you were the reason the offense jumped up. That's a good call. 
And and this is the last shot, so there's no reason that Nagy shouldn't use him for what he was drafted for was his athletic ability and his and his, you know, him getting out in space and running and throwing on the move. I don't I still to this day I don't know what happened last year that they completely got away from that. His shoulder injury, I mean, just at this point you just got to ride that dude into the ground because there's really no reason that you're not saving him for anything so to really figure out who he is and what he's capable of there needs to be a better game plan of getting him moving he's not a he's not a pure pocket passer like get get him fucking moving so i don't know it's (laughs) it's a weird situation but i'm anxious to you just we just need to we get the game started let's just get the goddamn game started i'm i'm sick of talking about big dick nick and little tiny dick mitch oh man sick burn dan (laughs) has seen him in the shower and he's not impressed so all right let's move on from the quarterback situation right it's it's been established it's going to be Mitch's team at least for one week, and, and it does make sense regardless of what the Sun-Times has to say about it. Let's look at the expected uh, depth chart outside of such things. So uh, different starters for this year. Jimmy Graham, of course, at tight end, as opposed to week one last year. That was Trey Burton. Uh, Ted Ginn Jr. is supposedly the third wide receiver as opposed to Taylor, uh, Taylor Gabriel. Uh, Afidi, your guy Afidi, starting at guard as opposed to Kyle Long. Different guard position, but I'm just, you know, for the for the sake of argument, you know, Daniels and Whitehair yep. obviously switch positions, and, and Afidi is the guy. So let's focus on the offense first. Do you feel better about Graham, Ginn, and Afidi versus Burton, Gabriel, and Long from 2019? Yes. I Yes. I think that's – yeah. That's a lot better. I mean, I don't know about a lot better. That's not, you know, four extra wins better. Like Ted Ginn Jr., I don't – he's he's in his mid-60s at this point, right? Is Ted Ginn Sr. still with us? I hope he is. I hope so, too. Big Ohio uh, high school football coach, right? That was always his thing. Oh, really? I didn't I know that. So. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to ask but I feel, about that. Okay. I feel good about that. Those upgrades, Kyle Long was shot, and we just didn't know it until we got to London. Trey Burton, who knows what's – he's injured again. Where, where Who's yeah. he with? Colts. Uh, Colts. Colts, and he's already yeah. hurt again, right? Yeah. Perfect. So how do you feel about that? No, I feel like it's, it's upgrades at all three, I guess. I mean, you're right, Ginn versus Gabriel – what the hell's the difference? Gabriel was, I always liked him, but yeah, too many concussions, right? Unfortunately for him. And yeah, long, <laughs> I like what you said long. He was dead. We just didn't realize it necessarily at the time. And I love that the fact that Daniels and white hair playing probably their to their strength going into week one, as opposed to last year, where we we're just hoping that James Daniels was going to be the center that right. everybody said I, uh, every by everybody. I mean like hub Arkish coming out of college, <laughs> basically saying that he was the greatest college center that anybody has seen in years. So yeah, I, I think those are three upgrades and I, and we're let's for the record, we're both giving Jimmy Graham some credit here. Yeah, it's uh, there's no way that I can't. I mean, by all accounts, he's well, 
he's available, and I haven't seen him on the injury report yet, so he already has a leg up on Trey Burton there. A, a healthy yeah. leg up. Ooh. That was terrible. Ooh. Sorry. Nick Foles. That's fine. Uh, defense, so let's go to that depth chart. So the only changes, and there are a few actually, um, well, Bilal Nichols taken over for Eddie Goldman just by default, right? Goldman opted out. Uh, so Robertson Harris, Ray, Ray, Roy, Roy Robertson Harris takes over for Nichols at end as a starter. Again, default, just based off of Eddie Goldman's decision. Robert Quinn taken over for Leonard Floyd at one of the outside linebacker positions, of course. Uh, Gibson wins the job at safety. Last year it was it was a ha-ha, Clinton Dix. So Gibson's the new ha-ha. And then rookie Jalen Johnson taken over for Prince of Makamura. So five changes, actually, like five starter changes, if you will, four to five. Um, how do you feel overall about those? Do you feel like those overall are upgrades, same as the offense, or neutral or negative? What do you think? Well, yeah, I went first on the offense. I want to hear your thoughts first. On offense? Defense. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Where do you think? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. I'll cut that out because I'm an idiot. Um, okay, so I think, okay, so Quinn is a clear upgrade over Floyd, right? Maybe not as an overall linebacker. Floyd's more athletic, but Quinn's a better pass rusher. Jalen Johnson, I want to believe, is better than Prince today. If they were both 22-23, neutral at best, but... Obviously, Prince cannot jump into a time machine. So, yeah, Johnson, I like the idea of Jalen Johnson as a as a potential stud. So I'm totally cool with that. Gibson, Clinton, Dix, that's got to be neutral at best, right? I mean, Gibson's started a lot in the league, but he's also on his third team in like four years. So that, like, kind of similar to HaHa, I guess. So let's call that neutral. Uh, Nichols versus Goldman at nose tackle. That's a slight downgrade. Eddie Goldman's amazing. And then, I don't know, what do you say about Robertson Harris versus Nichols at end? I mean, they're kind of the same guy, right? So, uh, to me, it seems neutral unless Jalen Johnson's unbelievable at corner. That's what I would say. Yeah. So, I'm going to say neutral. I, I can't disagree with all, any of that. I mean, Jalen Johnson, I guess, would swing it one more so one way or the other. Robert Quinn, I mean, I, I get it. I, you know, thinking about... I've seen read it this week too about well Robert Quinn doesn't drop back in coverage. Was Leonard Floyd awesome at that? No, I feel like if anything, he you know fifty percent of the time when he dropped back, he'd get a penalty of some sort. Like I felt <laughs> like he was a liability dropping back, and he right. offered no pass rushing. So that's a huge upgrade. Roy Roy Robertson Harris law firm. He's awesome. That dude's going to get paid, and I think he's super underrated. Not Only Bears fans know who he is right now. So it's, it's surprising. I didn't realize we had that much turnover with with a, you know, a decent defense last year, not as good as 2018, but that we had that, that many people you know leave and new people filling in. It's weird I keep saying people. New people. This people people <laughs> I sound like i'm high i'm definitely not high but but haha just got cut again right isn't he yeah. he's not on a yes. team right now so correct uh i don't know much he, about gibson i don't to be honest i don't know if he's worth a shit or not but supposedly he's a guy that we really wanted um i think instead of haha going into last year and he picked the texans i want to say over the bears but mm-hmm. the texans deemed him expendable 
So I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's a slight upgrade. Yeah, Quinn, you're right. I mean, it's yeah, it's funny. It's like, um, yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? People were talking up Leonard Floyd's coverage ability. Nobody said that last year or the year before. No. Nobody was talking that up. So not at all. Fuck you, Dan Pompey. <laughs> Dan Pompey, yeah, he Quinn. isn't. Dan Pompey is still talking about the '85 Bears, so yeah. he doesn't even yeah. know this on this current roster. And it seems like a it's a trendy thing right now to say Robert Quinn. Like people are like kind of making fun of that. Not making fun, but it's the wrong term. But like Bears fans are talking up the Robert Quinn signing, and people are trying to throw a, a wet blanket on it. Like, oh well, you know, I mean, he's thirty years old. You know how how good is he? Well, he was fucking awesome for the Cowboys last year, and yeah. and he's replacing Leonard fucking Floyd, and he's got Khalil Mack on the other side, and two really good interior linebackers as well, right? They can also rush the passer. Yeah. Like, he's he could be awesome this year. He could be a 10-sack guy for the fucking Bears and make Mac better on the other side. So, fuck you, wet blanket people. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, Floyd couldn't even get going with with these teams having a you know, double-team Mac and slide things his way, and Floyd still couldn't do anything. So... That had to be done. I'm so glad he's gone, and that's another, you know, bad pick by Pace that he, that goes in his tombstone. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> tombstone his, pizza his, his exclusively at Lambeau Field. <laughs> I got into it with a Packers fan about about Tombstone a little bit over the weekend nice. on Twitter. Yeah. Like they were defending Tombstone. Like does no, not everybody they said, know that? Yeah, they they made a crack about the bear. I thought they were a Vikings fan. They made a crack about the Bears. I'm like, all right, are you a Vikings fan that's making fun of the Bears, or are you a Bears fan that's self loathing? And they said, I'm a Packers fan because I have taste. And I said, are you aware that they sell Tombstone pizza at Lambeau Field? They disappeared. Fuck you, Packers you, fans. You can't defend that at all. Uh, well. Glad to hear you you murdered that guy or gal. Yeah, I think it was a woman, um, but I guess in Green Bay you never know. So let's <laughs> talk a little bit more about uh, let's talk about a little more about depth then. Ooh, depth. Nick Foles. Uh, so offensive depth. Nick Foles at uh, backup quarterback. Would you prefer to have him or Chase Daniel? Is that an upgrade? Would you say Dan Doinks? Yes. No, okay. I don't need to say Thank anymore. You. Yeah, that's an upgrade. Cole Komet over Adam Shaheen as your second tight end. What do you think? Yes. Next question. Not, not, nothing else needs to be said there. Let's go to defense. You got James Woods, not the guy who is like a MAGA guy, right? The actor. Is that James Woods also? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think as so. As opposed to Nick Kwiatkowski. Um so Woods, who was on the team last year, he just moved up a rung since Kwiatkowski signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. Probably a downgrade, just because we haven't seen Woods versus Kwiatkowski, right? What's Woods' first name? What'd you call him? I called him James. Is that accurate? I I might not... No, I Jamal. Think it's, I think it's Josh. Yeah. Shit. I was over to Jamal and James, <laughs> and now it's... What's Is it Josh this? Woods? I feel like it's Josh Woods. All right, I'm an idiot. I just put Jay nah. Woods. I really need to I really need to <laughs> get that ink going on my piece of paper. Uh, uh, but yeah, Qu- Qu- yeah, yeah, Kwiatkowski, That's a downgrade. Kwiatkowski was a really serviceable backup middle linebacker. 
Uh, don't ask him to run sideline to sideline, but he he can get to the quarterback a little bit. I saw he was yeah. just named a team captain for the Raiders. Did you see it's that? Like people, I were, did. People, Bears fans were giving him props, and then somehow I started to get into an argument with a Raiders fan about Derek Carr, so <laughs> I had to hang up on that quick. <laughs> that's that's uh, Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so fine. We'll, we'll count that depth as a downgrade, although we haven't seen James, Jamal, Jim, whatever the fuck his name is. All right, let's look at outside linebackers. Let's move from inside to outside. Oh, that sounded sexual. Your guy Trevis made the 53. He's an outside linebacker depth guy as well as uh, Barcavius Mingo as opposed to last year, Aaron Lynch and his tongue, and Isaiah Irving who just got uh, released because of an injury. Is that a plus? Is that a minus? Is it a neutral? Trevis and Mingo versus Lynch and Irving. I, I'm i going to say neutral because I have don't have a good feeling on any of those guys except Aaron Lynch was fairly disappointing, but eh. I don't. I don't have an opinion on that. You have one? No, that's that's neutral. I just my only issue with Lynch was his stupid penalties and his and the weird tongue that he did after he got like <laughs> not even half a sack, like a quarter of a sack, and he took full credit basically when Mac hit the quarterback and Lynch touched him just before he hit the ground. That annoyed me. I'll be honest. Like Aaron Lynch, see me after class. <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah, right. neutral. Last piece yeah. of yeah, neutral is fine. Last piece of depth. Uh, you mentioned in the pregame that that uh, Tolliver got absolutely lit up in the final preseason game, and that led to his release, <laughs> which upset Bears Twitter. Bears Twitter was very upset that Kevin Tolliver got released. Relax. Um, Duke Shelley and Kindle uh, uh, Vildor are filling in that position. Basically, two and one, two heartbeats act as one <laughs> how do we feel about cornerback slash secondary depth with young guys versus not that Tolliver is old he was not but how do we feel about our cornerback depth behind Fuller and Jalen Johnson probably I would say maybe a downgrade on like I'm not a huge Tolliver fan but it feels like we're very inexperienced in you know at uh, the corner position especially even Jalen Johnson I mean he, he, dude he barely practiced right I mean yeah. he doesn't have much experience at all and Tolliver I know he's you know he at least he's been in it I was a little surprised they cut him was it just so they wouldn't lose one of the rookies is that is that the idea I, I guess but even more surprising maybe was that Tolliver still hasn't been picked up by anybody else were the were we the only ones that gave a fuck about the undrafted free agent from LSU kind of weird sure sounds good yeah yeah weird but but I would say I would go downgrade on that just strictly because it's that we we just don't know we don't know what we have yet not enough we reps just don't know. that's true not enough reps and I what I find a little bit odd and this might mean nothing but last year's uh, depth chart going into week one had Buster screen scrine scrone as uh as your nickel corner, right? And it and it spelled it out on the depth chart. This year he's backing up on the outside basically and both like they didn't even talk about the nickel. Uh mm-hmm. do we have a change in defensive philosophy or am I just overanalyzing? I don't yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that is a bit odd. I don't know. Buster scr- is it scrine or screen? I still don't know. I don't know. I think it's 
You know what? I was just about to say scrine, but my head was saying screen. So I don't yeah. know. I'm sure Jim Miller knows. We should maybe reach out to him. <laughs> maybe he'll be on the 69ers next year, Buster. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out about that. So rude. But the, the, weird, the weirdest thing, I think, okay, Eddie Pinheiro, he was just put on the IR, which we all, it's not shocking, right? He has groin issues, so he cannot come back until week four at the earliest. So it's a three-week IR this year, which is COVID uh, adaptation of rules, kind of weird also. Why the fuck are we obsessed as the Bears with Cairo Santos? Like, what? This guy was four of nine last year for the Titans. Why Why is this our guy, and is he going to cost us a game the first three weeks, Dan? Because I'll be honest... I'm getting nervous and irpy. Well, hopefully it doesn't get to that point. I mean, if if Mitch Mitch does his Mitch things, we're going to need a good kicker. I don't I don't understand. We've talked about it the last few weeks why they need to carry all these kickers. I mean, like I said, Eddie Pinero, Pinero, sorry, he's people. I'm saying people again, Eddie Pinero. Why is why are they so married to him as well? I mean, he's not bad. He's not awesome but they're gonna hold a roster spot for him that seems could have had that for kevin tolliver now but it's uh santos makes me a little nervous but i don't know we've we have bigger problems to worry about than the kicker that's true <laughs> yeah so and I, I, I that's where i'm doesn't at. backfire yeah i mean yeah what else are you gonna do i mean it's a bunch of dopes on the street but i just figure that one of them's better than Cairo Santos, possibly Elliot Fry. Like Elliot, yeah. he went to the preseason game number three. He's obviously available, so I agree. sign him. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Sign, yeah. sign him right now. Come on, Pace. What are you doing? What are you doing? But let's refocus on the on the Lions game, okay? All right. So we got we're we're going to Detroit. We're not going to talk about our pick yet. That'll be in hams and bread, not the Bears and Lions preview. But okay, Matt Nagy four zero against the Lions. Mitch is 3-0 with Matt Nagy as the coach. Apparently he lost two times when John Fox was the coach. We don't count those. And Mitch was <laughs> injured uh, Thanksgiving 2018, so that doesn't count. Uh, there are new faces on the Lions since the last time we met. I did not do a lot of research on them, though. Did you? A little bit. Well, the, the ones okay. that stick out, um, yeah, I tried to do my, my breakdown like last year. For the okay. for the Lions and I'm all ears. Uh, uh, yeah, so the new faces are their their first round pick. What was he number three, number four? Jeff Akuda, the defensive back. He's pretty awesome. I haven't read much if he's actually holding his own or it'll, I'll be I'll be curious to see. Is he? He probably defend Allen Robinson, right? Yeah, that, so I've seen him yeah. both as a starter and as a backup. So I was oh. joking with somebody on Twitter that he's been cloned like a Jurassic Park guy. <laughs> like Matt Patricia figured something out. <laughs> yep, yep, that makes sense. But uh, old friend of ours, Chase Daniel, is the backup quarterback there now making a billion dollars still. Like he, he has nudes on Goodell, right? Like that dude. Yes. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, the Lions saw it firsthand that he's not that good. So, yeah, whatever. And then Adrian Dan, Peterson. Dan, I, is a, I, hate to, I hate to interrupt you, but I got to go urinate. Con- continue. Go ahead. I, I have to use the bathroom. Okay, have fun. New running back this week, Adrian Peterson, who uh, 
beats his children. So not a good move PR-wise for the Lions. But he's uh, he's on the team. Rumor is he might start, or he was told he would start, which gives me a little PTSD with the Bears. Given that he ran all over our asses multiple times when he was with the Vikings, but he is definitely washed up. That's definitely why the Washington football team cut his ass. But he's back in the Lions, back in our lives, and we may see him this fucking Sunday. I hope Bill is having a great time peeing in his bathroom. Bill's got like a weird uh, like eye chart in his bathroom. And every time I see it, I, I like give myself an eye exam. It sounds kind of creepy with my with my penis out. But it always throws me off with exactly what he's doing. And I don't really know. Maybe it's a calendar of some sort. Sort of like an advent calendar. I don't know how you would do that if it was up against a wall. But I think the last few times that I was there and I was taking a piss, I had, I'm pretty sure I had better than 2020 vision. It, what is that bill on your wall? Is it an eye chart thing? Yeah, it's for your, uh, it's for your one eyed dragon. Actually, you're supposed to aim your Johnson at it and see if you could be a pilot. Yeah. Oh, great. Thank pilot. Like uh, Jimmy Graham. Well, let's go back to the Lions. So, the biggest uh, new face I'd say it say I'd say is uh, Matt Stafford's back. That dumb bastard. He's back after only playing eight games last year. I looked up his stats. He in eight games he threw nineteen touchdowns and had five interceptions. Like we probably would have taken that out of Mitch for a full season. <laughs> yeah, pretty good, really good. Not yeah. bad, not bad. So. I think Lions fans are feeling themselves. That seems to be a sexy pick for the surprise team in the NFC. You know, they have a good wide receiver group with Marvin Jones Jr., Kenny Galladay, and then by all accounts that tight end from Iowa, TJ Hawkinson should be better. I thought he'd be better last year, but he's supposedly figuring it out now. Um, so We'll see. We'll see about that. Yeah. But their defense, is their defense going to be better? It feels like they should be good with Matt Patricka. They've lost Darius Slay, who always talked a lot of shit about Mitch. So, you know, fuck that guy, I guess. I don't really know. Where'd he end up? I forget. Philly? I have no. no. I'm not sure. I don't know. That's Slay all day. I don't know where he ended up. Um, but, yeah, should we roll into the, the preview for the team and the coaches and yeah, what do you think? if you're ready for that, right. do it. Do All it. All right, I don't have I don't have a lot of beef with the coaches, but Matt Patricka, obviously, smart guy slash nerd slash rocket scientist. Was that it? I can't remember. I don't yeah, care. I that, was it. Yeah. that always throws me off. Uh, their OC, who was their OC last year, is Daryl Bevel. I did a little digging on did dug deep on what his path was. He went to so he went to Northern Arizona as a quarterback and his offensive coordinator was Brad Childress. Weird. Real human Viking. Uh, Then, and then in the middle of that, he took a two year Mormon mission to Cleveland. Is that punishment? Yeah, I don't, I think so. You ever been, you ever been on a mission? 
You seem like a big mission guy. No, I have been to Cleveland though, and I saw um, ESPN baseball reporter Pedro Gomez at my uh, hotel bar. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Congrats. It was He's the same all right. weekend. I like that guy. Yeah, he was fine. It was the same weekend that uh, Gary Coleman died. So all the flags were at half mast, including oh, man. under my belt. May may he rest in peace with Sandra Lips. Okay, uh, so Brad Childress, he actually after his Mormon trip mission, not trip. Uh, he finished at Wisconsin. Guess who was at Wisconsin at that time? Brad Childress. Ooh, what? And Weird. then, yep. And then uh, Daryl Bevel coached for the Vikings. Guess who was the head coach? I'm Brad, guess Childress. Brad Childress. <laughs> yes. So they apparently are attached at the hip. Brad Childress is gone, right? He's not hanging around Hallis Hall anymore, right? No. Yeah, okay. No. Okay. All right. So the defensive coordinator is uh this is his first year is Corey Undlin Undlin U N D L I N you know this guy okay yeah he was a DB coach for Philly for the last 4 years uh really no nothing else exciting on him that's it for the coaches everyone else was real boring uh the <laughs> the the Lions have a new owner in charge her name is Sheila Ford Hamp. She took over for her mother, Martha Firestone Ford. I thought you were going to say the new owner was Bob Nissan. <laughs> I it, it's it's funny that they like it was the the ownership board or whatever. It's all Ford members, but they all like make it a point to list out their full names. Martha Firestone Ford, Sheila Ford Hamp. It's like I thought you only did that with like, like um, John Wayne Gacy, like murderers, serial killers. Yes. Are they serial killers? The Lions owners. Might as well be. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the president and CEO of the Lions is a guy named Rod Wood. Ooh. That's it. That's just a cool name. Um, and that's really it. Pretty pretty boring uh, recap of the coaches, front office. It's It was pretty lame, and I'm sorry I don't have more beef for you. I was fine. bored looking it up. That's fine. Uh, any, okay. uh, any profile pictures that stuck out to you at all? No. Like anybody? No. No. Okay. All pretty normal, but no okay. Gophers or Illini on this Lions roster. Uh, but we were talking, you know, talking about carrying two kickers. For some reason, the Lions have a punter on their practice team. Why? Why, Why would you do, do that? that? Yeah. I have no idea. I have no Waste. idea. They do have a cornerback on their practice squad, and his name is D. Virgin. Also just a cool name. I got nothing else, but D. Mm. Virgin. That would be Are a tough you... last name. Yeah. Uh there's probably a, a decent amount of virgins of the D out there these days because of COVID, I would guess. Yes, I I would agree. I would agree. So how are you how do you feel about the Lions fan? Are you buying into the uh, Lions fan? Lions team. Are you buying into the hype as the potential sexy pick for the NFC? No, no I'm selling. I've heard that I've heard that argument all of my life and 
you know, I mean, Wayne Fonts may or may not have used Coke, you know, when that when that was going on. We talked about that a little bit last year. Um, that was when they were hot, when Barry Sanders was doing his thing. No, absolutely not. Unless unless you're going to tell me right now that Scott Mitchell is coming back and he's going to hand the ball off to a 36-year-old Adrian Peterson who may or may not be putting a switch on the entire offensive line of the Lions. No, I'm not buying them. I'm selling the Lions. How about you? Uh, same. I mean, they were 3-12-1 last year. Like, there's no way you're convincing me that, you know, the, sh- the, the the new players we just went through, that they're worthy of, like, six more wins. No fucking way. No, I think I could no. see maybe two to three more wins. But they're still, in my opinion, the worst team in the NFC North. Yeah, probably by far. In fact, um, I was looking at DraftKings earlier today, and they had the over-under for the Lions at, like, six and a half. So they assume, and it was like negative one fourteen. So they assume it's more likely they'll be seven and nine than six and ten. Hmm. I guess. Okay. Uh, that sounds about right. I guess maybe generous, maybe not. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's generous. I think they win five games max. If I had to Ooh. guess, that team. You're not talking me into it. That defense was horrible last year, and they didn't do much. They got Stafford back, which yes, that's an upgrade from last year's team but it's come on guys it's the lions let's let's just stop it let's just stop it they're always i feel like they're always a little bit hyped going into each year because they always suck the previous year right so i think people figure one of these years i'm gonna be right the lions are gonna catch fire right no they don't have any super bowl wins they suck they they should be in windsor with the loonies and toonies we'll get to that later with fans and eggs and fuck you, Lions. Fuck you. Fuck you, Lions. But let's. I think we should jump into the next segment. Talk about the real shit. How? Who are we picking? Who do we like? Is there a gambling angle? Let's break free monies. We are gonna find it in hams and bread with a little bit of hams and spreads coming up next segment. Dan Doings, thank you for all the research that you did. Bears-Lions preview. I cannot believe week one is here. Give it to me. Zero doings. I'm, I'm a penis optometrist. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Zero doings! Yes. Yes. Zero doings! Yes. Go! Zero doings! Push the ball. Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go! Yes. Go. Kick it in. Hams and bread. Let's go. We're back. Zero doinks. This is America's favorite gambling segment. Hams e bread for our friends south of the border. We are making hot, 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 hot cash. Am I right, Bill? Yeah, you are so right. It's hams and bread, or hams and pawn, if we really <laughs> Cerveza y pan, cerveza de hams. Hard to say. Not that great at Spanish or Portuguese. Somebody called me out on Twitter recently for saying something was Spanish and it turned out to be Portuguese. That is my bad. <laughs> I did not mean it 
in any insulting way. But we have a special announcement, Dan. We recently agreed to become partners with an incredible, incredible company called Tally Site that will compare our gambling record with other experts, because we are experts, clearly, throughout all of sports media. So if you want to know how we're doing against, like, Dan Patrick or Stephen A. Smith or Mike Florio, if you want to compare us to all of these people, you will soon have the ability to do so. Thank you, Tally Site. We cannot wait. Please let us share your graphics because I am horrible at social media graphic creation. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest upside from my perspective. Dan, what do you think? What do you think about TallySide? You, you excited to be uh, part of this new program, buddy? I'm very excited. And, I, you know, I think I just, uh, in the preview to this segment, I said that we're making a lot of hot cash when it, in reality it could be best to just to fade the doinks, if you will. So if you go opposite of what we're doing, you may win some cash. So, there might be some opportunities to fade the doinks this year. Just give us a follow, see where we end up. I think, did we decide we're doing every NFL game at least each week? Yes, I think we did decide that. I think you made all your picks. I, I still need to catch up. I just picked the Bears game. I think um, also uh, you'll hear from him momentarily on Hams and Spreads, Rick Fieldsman. He will be part of assuming he submits his picks and logs into the site. <laughs> if he has internet access in East Chicago, you can look at Dan versus Rick versus Bill for NFL picks as well. So, um, yes, Dan and I will pick all the NFL games so you can choose to follow uh, our hot picks or fade us. We talked to the representative from Tally site, and we suggested to him that we might not be that great at picks and and so we're trying to talk them into a fade the doinks kind of like promo actually they should listen yeah you should i think they'll come through once they see how bad we may be at, at these picks and you fade the doinks it could be free monies for you we don't care we just want you to have fun we just want yes. you to have fun a lot of fun. And speaking of fun, before we get to hams and spreads with uh, Rick Fieldsman, our exclusive gambling sharp here on Zero Dunks, Bears, last I saw, Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, plus three at Detroit this Sunday. Which way are you going, buddy? Let's do a little spoiler alert. What are you saying on tally site for your pick? You know, I don't, there's no reason the Bears should be favored on the road, really with anybody and is it is there even a home field advantage anymore without fans i don't know if that will sway the lines at some point you know the generic if the teams are even we're gonna favor the home team by two three points but bears plus three surprised me i mean i think i feel like the bears are definitely gonna win their defense is gonna they're gonna hold that that lions offense it's gonna be a not not many points scored by that Lions offense, and Mitch is probably going to Mitch, so it's going to be a really probably terrible game. Low scoring. I saw the over-unders 49. I feel like the under is a good play there, but I have Bears plus three. Give me that all day long, baby. What do you have? Yeah, so I'm, I'm ignoring the line altogether. I don't care about the points. I am riding Bears money line, and – yeah, they're not just going to cover that three, but they're they're winning. I'm saying 24-14 Bears, 
and it's going to be awesome. The only problem with that is that that means Santos has to hit a field goal. Like that's <laughs> that's my biggest issue with that prediction. But I feel great about it. Stafford can have two touchdowns. You know, it's just going to happen just by default. Um, yeah, I'm saying hump the money line. That's what I'm saying. I like it. I I like it. I I'm not that. I I feel like the Bears are going to win, but just for the the ease of it, I'll give me those points. I'll gobble them up. I looked up the uh, 2019 Bears a record against the spread. Do you want to you want to take a stab at it? I'm guessing it's not great, but go ahead. They were four and twelve against the spread oh, last year. They were three shit. and five at home and one and seven on the road. So especially Oof. bad against the spread on the road, which was a little. I guess it wasn't that surprising, but it seems like even Vegas couldn't figure out where to set the line for the 2019 Bears. Everybody was confused. Yeah, well, that was just an off year. We'll just we'll take a mulligan, and and Dan and I will uh, will visit a couple other games maybe uh, that caught our eye with the NFL here after hams and spreads. But speaking of which. Here is Rick Fieldsman. He is red hot. He is six and three on the year, two and one with his printing money's pick of the week. Let's see what interesting angles he has this week. Rick Fieldsman, take it from here, buddy. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams, 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 and hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hands and spread. Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Our buddy Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Ricky Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman's my dad. Hands and spreads. Featuring me, Rick Fieldsman. All right, doinkers. We are back for another segment within the segment. This is Hams and Spreads with Rick Fieldsman. I am on what we call a streak. Two and one the last three weeks. And for those math wizards, that's six and three. And I've got some hot, hot picks coming up. And it is week one NFL. And you know what that means? Sunday fun day. Three picks. All football. Let's go with the first pick. Hams and spreads. Pick one. We are going to Philadelphia versus the Washington football team. And if anybody knows anything about the Eagles, it's that they suck. Philly sucks, Washington good, and the Philly Eagles are six-point favorites. No chance. Washington football team, not sure of many players on their team, if any. I'm taking the six points. I am riding that football team. Easy way to start the day at noon. Whoops, all three picks are at noon. Easy way to start and end the day with the win. Washington football team, plus six, take it, boom, pick two, let's go. Hams and spreads, pick two. All right, we got the Packers versus Vikings in an NFC North showdown. And Brett Favre is ready to show us what he's got. He's got Brian Urlacher on his side, maybe for the wrong reasons, not sure. But the Packers are going to lose this game, however... 
they are going to lose by one point. So I am taking the Packers plus two and a half. I think that math works out. Take the Packers. They're going to lose, but take the points. Go Packers. Vikings overrated. Packers, boom. Let's go to pick three. Hands and spreads. Pick three. Printing money's pick of the week. Oh, it's time to bear down Chicago Bears. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Bears, Lions. It's uh, I don't know if it's at home or not. Doesn't matter. They Bears are are three point dogs. That is crazy. What's even crazier is the forty four and a half points. I am humping the under. Mitch is going to throw no touchdowns. They're going to score three points, but they're going to shut out the Lions. It's going to be three to nothing. Way under. Hump the under. Get those live bets in throughout the day. Keep pumping the under. Hump it. Let's go. Three and oh. It's going to put us to nine and three. Put me in the record books, and that's going to be it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Hams and Spreads. It was fun for me. I hope it was fun for you. And as always... Have a good one at the windows! And this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment Hams and Spreads with Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman is the smartest person in the whole wide world. Rick Fieldsman can make you a lot of money. Wow, Dan. Can you believe those three choices that Rick made? He's always so confident in his picks every single week that I just play them all as parlays. I just do a parlay and jam them all in. Not a great move for me because he's been Mr. 2 and 1 lately, which that's printing monies. That's when he's he's positive on the year, but I the confidence gets me every time. It gets me revved up and you know, really hopeful that he can get those thumbs sooner rather than later. Yeah, the energy he brought this week and every week, but certainly this week, you can tell that he's he's pumped for the NFL. I think around this time last year, we were all in East Chicago at the Ameristar, and he was telling us all about his life. And I'll be honest, I passed out for half the conversation because it was kind of boring. Like, it, like okay, I get it. You had a rough upbringing, you know, school of hard knocks, lost my thumbs, you know, haven't had an opportunity. My typewriter's out of ink. Shut up, Rick. Honestly, shut your fucking face. Is that is that wrong? Is that wrong? No. Is that a bad no. take? I think that's a very no. You you you're right on the printing monies right there. I he lost me at uh, Royal Family Enthusiast, so I listened to nothing after that. So, um, but yeah, I appreciate that he does this for us and for our listeners. Yeah. No. Same here. Thank you, Rick. Uh, we don't pay you much besides respect and attention. So thank you for being the exclusive sharp of Zero Dunks. Um, he touched on this a little bit, but there's one game in particular that uh, had my attention as a Bears fan, of course, and co-host of the award-winning podcast Zero Dunks, Packers at Vikings this weekend. Do you know the updated line? Because I don't. Um, uh, but I'm interested to know which way you would go if you know the actual line. I think it was two and a half. I think it was Vikings favored by two and a half. If I remember right. I, um, 
That's a tough one. I think uh, it's it's hard for me to bet against Aaron Rodgers in a division game like that. I would probably I'd probably take take Green Bay. Which way would you go? Uh, yeah, no, I would too. I was I was leaning toward the uh, the the green and gold. First of all, gold. Can we talk about that for a second? How in the hell is that yellow gold? It's, like it's not. It's, it's not. not. Mm-hmm. It's pure urine, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like cheddar cheese or urine. Maybe a combo yeah. of the two on a tombstone mm-hmm. pizza. <laughs> it's true. So fuck you. Dan is wearing a uh, I'm allergic to Green Bay shirt right now, which I respect. And you're wearing a bull's hat again two weeks in a mm-hmm. row. Good for you, yeah. AK-47. Is that is that his nickname, the new GM? No. That was uh, Kirilenko, right? AK-47. The, the Which I, I don't know why I remember this with AK-47 is every year for his birthday, I believe, his wife let him sleep with the stranger. You know the story? Oh, yeah. Like she she gave him like a hall pass like once a year, I think, on his birthday. And I just thought, that's weird. And they're probably not married anymore. But uh, I'm not going to look it up. Uh, I, any other? I, I got a few games that I like, Bill. I was looking through the list. And there's yeah, definitely a like? theme here. Um, well, the first one that caught my eye is Panthers at home against the Raiders. They're getting three and a half points at home. Why are the Raiders getting that much respect on the road? And that that fucker on Twitter, yeah, Derek Carr stinks, and I don't trust him going on the road and beating Teddy Bridgewater and the new coach, Matt Rule, isn't that, is that his name? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I think it is. I would, I, yeah, I would hump the fuck out of the Panthers on that one. A home dog? Are you kidding home me? Home dog. Three and a I half was shocked. Points? What yeah. what am I miss what are we missing is is no. there an injury or something Raiders that I Raiders aren't good. Raiders no. are average at best. So no, yeah. I would no. Uh yeah, I would well, again, fade the doinks. Like like give this a serious consideration until you have documentation that we know <laughs> what we're talking about with games outside of Chicago, but I would yeah, I would be all about the Panthers. I will say though, I'm rooting for every AFC team against the NFC team so i, I would okay, like to yeah, be that's wrong fair. here that's fair yeah okay yeah, what else what fair. else caught you so yeah another so so yeah I, I, it, it just be unknown of what you're gonna get i like i like the dogs this week i like a lot of dogs including our bears but the next one i caught Bengals plus three and a half at home against the chargers once again yes. why are we trusting the chargers to go on the road and 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 win a game but i'll give me the three and a half at home Bengals, you know stink obviously but they got to be a little better, right? They might not stink. Yeah, Joe Burrow could be incredible, right? So they they we think they stink, but no. Yeah. Like worst case, I could see them losing by three, and then you're printing monies if you took them yeah, plus you three and a half. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, next one: Tampa Bay plus three and a half, but it's on the road against the Saints. And That's I'll be honest, one. I I feel like Tampa Bay is a team that I would fade all year i feel like they're too much of a sexy pick that they're gonna get all of the monies do people hate it yeah. when we say monies do, like does that I care drive people i don't nuts? care yeah, i don't either i don't care but yeah. I, but i feel like they're gonna be a sexy pick but for some reason i'll take a chance it's just it's one of those where it's just fun to bet on like tom brady and all of the offensive weapons 
and and you're getting points just just feels fun yeah i hate that we're agreeing with all these right now that's that's troubling to me even though i feel like logically we're correct but monies we may be <laughs> maybe not dry yeah maybe not i got one more home dog for you the rams are plus three against the cowboys at home. I think that one might be a Monday night game. One Outrageous. Of the two Monday night games. Outrageous. That... I, I don't yeah. like the Rams at all, but Jesus Christ, man. I mean, I know people are just humping Dax Johnson right now, which is fine. He's a, he's a great quarterback, but Mike McCarthy is coaching that team. Do we forget that Mike McCarthy sucks as a head coach in the NFL? I have not forgotten, and that's why I like the Rams at home against Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys just just continue to get a lot of love but those are ones that those are some games that jumped out to me how about tomorrow night's game nope two nights uh Kansas City and Houston yeah so I'm comfortable taking the uh uh, Chiefs plus 101 points. On, is that FanDuel or is that DraftKings? I don't remember. DraftKings. The no-brainer <laughs> bet in DraftKings. Yeah, but no, but in, in all seriousness, uh, could the Chiefs come out a little flat? I don't know. I mean, the Texans were kicking their ass for most of that game, and then all of a sudden the Chiefs woke up, right, in the playoffs I'm talking about. Um, what's the line? Do you have the line in front of you, the actual line, not the Nine and a half. Line? Nine and a half. A, I saw that's earlier a lot today. of that's a lot of points. I think the Texans Texans might suck though, right? I, I, Watson's awesome, but outside of that, he's he's got to throw to Will Fuller's like dead corpse, right? <laughs> As opposed to an yeah. alive corpse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so I would predict that it would be. I would hump the. I don't care what the number is. I'd hump the under because I feel like both offense offenses will be sloppy. Nine and a half. I'd probably take Texans plus nine and a half. That's what I would do. What about you? Uh, I don't. I feel like it's too many points. But let me let me offer you something. And I don't. Okay. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm a big teaser guy. You, you, you're not. I, a, I, you, I do know this about you. you. I've, I've never done a teaser myself, but you. With uh, our old bookie, you talked a lot yes. about teasers. I love teasers. They're usually not a great they always feel better than they actually end up but i have a teaser play for you okay seven point tease the chiefs so you get it down to two and a half and the bears plus 10 oh my god that's your teaser play of the week can you do that DraftKings or FanDuel or no it they just I did it on FanDuel uh like a week ago i flipped like one of those lakers plus 87 points that they were offering and i flipped that into a bears <laughs> a bears chiefs teaser and it felt great and i did notice today that they, they have teaser options for football on DraftKings. okay okay so so it's a six point swing is that a teaser thing or seven. not am i, am I, I did seven okay uh wait is my math good there yeah seven so chiefs under a field goal bears plus 10 so what's the Boom. juice, if you will? Free like, money. what is what is Chiefs plus? What is the? Is it like minus five hundred for Chiefs two and a half favorites over the? Texas no, 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 no. Because they both because they both have to hit. Why don't I just oh, let me look it up here? They both have to hit for you to to get paid. 
Uh, I don't yeah. even think – I don't know how they treat a push. I think a push, you basically, like, just get your money back. Um, I'll get you an exact number here, but I want to say it's, like, minus – 150 something along those lines oh but you have bear to, with you have me to tease yeah minus more than one game though no you you have no. to do two you have to okay. do two or okay. more games okay so the odds yes yeah, so that's exactly right so the odds of the seven point tease two team seven point teaser is minus 150 for the odds and then as that's you add bad. more as you add more games in your odds get better but it's funny how that works out of, you know, just it, it it always sounds better than it is. Like, oh, I'm getting a free touchdown, and then it just seems to just <laughs> shit the bed. Um, I'm also, now that I'm looking, I think I was drunk one night last week, and I did a Bears money line and Chiefs minus nine and a half parlay. So okay. Okay. I didn't realize I did that, but here it is. Go and the timestamp is, is very NFL late. NFL draft so. class. <laughs> <laughs> Minus Watson. Sorry, Watson. Yes, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that sounds awesome. Um, quick question for you: Were you nervous for Rick Fieldsman? So Rick had an an emergency uh, just after Zero Dunks recorded and published uh, their last episode, our last episode. Rick thought that DraftKings stole all of his monies. Were you nervous? Were you, um, yeah, that was weird. I kind of felt like I was a witness to a robbery, personally. It felt that way, but I also don't trust Rick enough to maybe not recognize that he wasn't logging in properly to his own account. So I felt it had more to do with that than DraftKings or FanDuel, which it was DraftKings, right? I think it was DraftKings because we had just, was, yeah, we are blowing DraftKings. And he was, he's like, before you blow them next time, let's talk about this. And he couldn't get into his account. Yeah, he seems like a big, like, uh, your password is like one, two, three type of guy. So easily hacked, I'm sure, if someone wanted to get involved there, but... No, I was. Uh, I felt fine. I felt like it would work itself out, but I kind of <laughs> enjoyed the panic. Yeah, I enjoyed the yeah. short, short-term panic. Yeah, no, it it all worked out. Rick Fieldsman has access to his account, and he has full access to this podcast and this segment exclusively. The segment within a segment, hams and spreads. This is hams and bread. Make that bread this weekend, everybody. I hope you have enough cash to bet. Bears money line or plus three. Either way, we love you. Ride the Bears. See you next segment. Um, also, wait. No. Never mind. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> I'm one segment <laughs> ahead. <laughs> See you next segment. Bye-bye, teasers. Printing Money's Pick of the Week is brought to you by Ameristar Casino, East Chicago. <laughs> the last thing you want to hear when you need your auto insurance most is... Thank you for calling. Please listen to your list of 46 possible service options. Which is why when you choose USAA Auto Insurance, you'll get great service that is easy and reliable. 24-7 online service for claims, access to roadside assistance, and more. All at the touch of a button. Start getting the service you deserve. Get a quote today. USAA. Ability to receive a quote depends on membership eligibility. Membership eligibility and product restrictions apply and are subject to change. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates, San Antonio, Texas.
the debut of Bears Fantasy Corner. Do you have a bear that you fantasize about every Sunday? So do we. It's Bears Fantasy Corner. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Holy shit, it's been so long since it was murdered on this podcast. Bears Fantasy Corner is back. Is there a bear you fantasize about? I think that's how it goes. Love it. Love the intro. But we're back, baby. Football starting. We want to give you the hot, hot fantasy tips for our Chicago Bears. Bill, give it to us. All right, as we've talked about in multiple segments, we all know the Bears are visiting the Motor City this weekend, and Bears Fantasy Corner is going to consider all of the options. There's a lot. We got a lot of wide receivers. We got a lot of tight ends. As we know, that's been a running joke since the draft, right? I don't even know what tight end I would pick because there's 12 of them. Well, you know what? Fuck you. There's only five. That's still too many. We know that. It is absolutely true. But here is my pick. And this year, here's what we're going to do. It's going to be Dan Doinks versus Bill Doinks for the Bears Fantasy Corner Pick of the Week. The click to pick, as Dan said last year, here's my choice. (laughs) I'm going to make a pick right now. And it might be controversial. Come at me. Come at me. Protest this pick, motherfuckers. Go <laughs> ahead. I dare you. Here it is. The gentleman that I'm going to pick for the Bears. The click to pick. Quarterback Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> so, if you did not know, two out of the last three games against Detroit, Mitch has thrown for over 300 yards. He also has 10 TDs total, 9 passing, 1 rushing, and only 1 interception. That was the last time we played him, I think, on Thanksgiving when all of us were sucking back on some bone marrow. Turkey marrow? Hard to say. Not a big big turkey guy. We can talk about that in a minute. But here's my prediction for Mitch this Sunday at noon in the Motor City. And Abdullah, you're going to be on deck next segment in Detroit. You will talk about all the Detroit things. Hashtag fans and eggs. Here we go. Mitch, 275 yards passing, three touchdowns. I don't care if it's passing or rushing. He'll have one pick because he's he's rusty. He's a rusty trombone. He will also have 40 yards rushing. That's going to equal, in most leagues, 31 fucking points. Pick him up, stream him, stream him if you don't have a reliable quarterback. Put him in your starting lineup if you're in a two-quarterback league. Confidently put him at quarterback number two. I've had too many hams. I'm stumbling. Dan Doinks, I pick Mitch Trubisky this week. Who do you pick in Bears Fantasy Corner? That was extremely well thought out. I'm very impressed. I also forgot to mention at the beginning of this, it should be like the honorary John Lithgow Bears fantasy corner because I don't even know how we got on that, but we had to mention him everywhere, every week during fantasy corner. And he was a sleeper pick for a lot of weeks, right? Yes. I, I, yeah. So I like where your head's at with Mitch and um, it maybe makes my pick 
it's a little bit of a playoff of that, but I want to go with Anthony Miller of the Bears. Yes. He's going to be in fuck you mode this year, probably much like Mitch is. We hope, knock on wood, Nick Foles' penis is made out of wood. You know, Allen Robinson's probably, he hasn't played much this preseason or whatever lack of lack of preseason there was, but he's been out, and it seems like when Taylor Gabriel was out last year, that's when Miller seemed to shine. So with Gabriel completely out of the mix, Ted Ginn maybe stretching the field a little bit. He can't catch a ball, but he can run fast, so that's good. But I feel like uh, the Lions will be keyed up on stopping Allen Robinson. That'll open up Anthony Miller. I don't. He'll have. He'll have probably close to two hundred yards at least. <laughs> probably two of those three Mitch touchdowns that you were talking about. He will have a fumble. He will have a terrible taunting penalty of some fashion. <laughs> but Anthony Miller is my click to pick. I love it. No, it's a great pick. I love Anthony Miller so much. I love his ridiculous trash talk. I love the fact that he'll drop a huge <laughs> a huge pass that's like right between the numbers, but he'll make up for it though. That's the thing. And actually, I think he's pretty good in Detroit, oddly enough. I feel like he and Mitch have connected for uh, a lot of big huh, passing ca- So what happens if we tie like do we go off total points based off of our own fantasy league? What do we do? We've never really, we've never taken this seriously. Never. The John Lithgow reference that you made. <laughs> uh, uh, how do we judge this? Do we know? I don't think we. I don't think we have to decide right now. Maybe okay. we could take this off air, and uh, I'd say we could let people know. But I'm pretty confident only you and I care about this. So. I don't know. I, you know, I used to think that, but when the segment was murdered, we received feedback from a number of people that were like, why'd you do that, you dumb bitches? Because I took Cornelius Lucas the third the previous week, and I thought <laughs> we <laughs> the Bears offense has sucked since you and I were birthed basically in the early 80s, right? Is that accurate? Yep, yep, that's right. You know, uh, speaking of like the, the offensive play, we are, are going to join in a fantasy league that's drafting tomorrow night, and there's a defensive player that we have to pick. And it got me thinking, like, who who on the Bears would you take on defense? Let me ask you that. Who who do you think is the play on our Bears defense? So I don't know if it's a keeper league. So this is a spoiler alert. Not really a spoiler alert. Uh <laughs> Mark, I love all of the hams in in North Carolina. Thank you. Fans and eggs segment number two, maybe three. Can't remember. Not great at math. Um, The guy that I would pick if a keeper was involved would be Travis Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) But no, honestly, no, I don't know. I've always wanted to be in a league in all seriousness with defensive individual players. So I'm pretty pumped about it. I I don't know. I would say Eddie Jackson. I'm just going to throw that out there because I feel like defensive touchdowns probably count for a ton, and he would be the one guy. What about you? Yeah, I I don't I didn't really dig into what the stats are. Like, do you go is what's how do they weight? You know, pick sixes over sacks over fumbles. I feel like a dude who's going to be awesome. Who we probably should have mentioned. 
at the beginning of this episode is I think Roquan Smith is going to take an absolute leap this year, and he's going to be – I think he's going to be one of the best linebackers in the league. So just for, like, the balance of it, I think he'd be a great play because he's going to be – he's going to have a shitload of tackles every week. He's going to be flying all over the field. He'll get a sack here and there, maybe an interception. But I think he's – I feel like he's going to have a huge year, and we're going to be talking about him being one of the top dogs, Georgia Bulldogs. I love it. Yeah, so one thing that Ryan Pace has, uh, at least for me, I can't criticize a guy for going all Georgia all the time, although I guess Leonard Floyd kind of fucked him over. But I think in theory it was the right move, but he just, you know. He looked great on paper, and he sucked in real life. Where is <laughs> Leonard Floyd right now, by the way? Is he Arizona? We don't know. I was not a big I research was, guy. No, I was going to ask you. I was too embarrassed to ask you because I feel like we should know that. But yeah. I have no idea. Well, is, he's that, not. He's he's not in Denver, is he? With I mean, Fangio? He, no, uh, Tolliver went to Fan. No, no. Is that where Tolliver ended up? I don't know, and and this is a good segue too. To thank you, Trubisky, um, Trubisky and biscuits, Trubiscuits, Trubiscuits and eggs. Hard to say. Ira, our guy, fans and eggs. Ira, you pumped us up to a lot of uh, Chicago Bears Twitter. We appreciate it. I do want to. I, I want to recognize the fact that if this is the first time that a lot of those Twitter handles are following us and listening to us. We don't take ourselves seriously. We don't do a lot of research. We try to have fun. We drink hams. We love the ladies. We just have a good time on this podcast. We enjoy. We're here. We're here for the jokes, the laughs, the farts, the hams, the beer, the gambling. This is what we do here. Thank you if this is your first time here. Thank you, Ira, for introducing all the people who might not be listening any longer. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Ira. That's that's great. And if you are listening for the first time, please stick with us because there will definitely be more beef once the season actually kicks off here. So the Bears Fantasy Corner will be talking about who actually did well and who did shitty in fantasy, but we're just taking a stab at it now. <gasps> Stabbing like Nick Foles. Oh, God. Stabbing cabin. Come. Hey, Dexter, you want to stab? You want to put a... I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, We're about to head into Fans and Eggs. We've alluded to it a few times. Want to do a quick shout-out to our buddy Frank, also known as Grease Tank, in Ohio. Frank, I am currently wearing a shirt that you sent me, and I love it. It fits like a glove. Do you think Frank has a shot at the NASCAR circuit? Is that a thing? Is that one of his goals with his minivan? I don't know. Is there a NASCAR version of vans? I don't. I, don't, I have no idea. Uh-huh. I don't know. This that world is completely foreign to me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a. I'm not a big jump in the car and jump into a race thing because I've basically owned nothing but Honda Accords my whole adult life. I'm not proud of it, but they're reliable. Love it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Frank. You're the man. You sent us some cool shit. And uh, my children were asking why I had all those stickers. Uh, I wouldn't give them any. So thank you. 
I gave my son one that he put on one of his uh, uh, water bottles, and he had his first day of uh, pre-K today, and he took it out, and I think his teacher looked at it and was like, what's Grease Tank uh, uh, racing? And I think uh, my son was like, I can't really read, so I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Uh, So kudos to you, Frank, for uh, almost getting my son in trouble. I love you for that, but as much as I love you, Frank, I love fans and eggs in general more. No offense, Frank, but I love fans and eggs. The greatest idea Dan Doinks has ever had. This is Dan Doinks came up, came up with this idea, and I love you twice as hard as I normally do, Dan, for the idea. You're welcome, buddy. But like I told you off air, you're doing all the work for it. I just came up with the idea, so thank you for making it happen. We're about to visit Michigan, outside of Detroit, the suburbs, Abdullah, in Detroit. Listen hard, it's going to be red hot. (laughs) Also, if you're on uh, Fans and Eggs, we'll send you a gift. Just a little bit to grease your wheel. Zero dunks. Love you, Fans and Eggs. Well, the pen is dry, but my hams are soaking wet. You know a good lie it's got some fans and eggs in it. I've waited my whole life for a chance to hear a segment with their fans while I suck on my beer. From Topeka to Maine, from Tokyo to Spain, we all want you here. We want you all here. From New York to Fort Wayne, by Greyhound or by train, I guess I'll keep waiting, waiting for fans and eggs. Welcome back to Zero Doinks. It's fans and eggs again. We have been all over the country, and today we thought it would be appropriate to visit Michigan during Bears-Lions Week 1, the preview of Week 1. We have Abdullah in Detroit, just outside of Detroit. Abdullah, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Awesome. No, it's it's fun having you, and and we appreciate it. You're in a gazebo tonight is what you were saying. That That's a first here on Zero Doinks. Absolutely. I have to be comfortable in my own dome. <laughs> that is awesome. And it, yeah, fall is hit. It is like, it's like high 50s here in Chicagoland. Pro- looks like about the same in Michigan. You said you've been playing a lot of golf, but uh, probably not today, I'm guessing. No, absolutely not. Today I finished work, came home, played a bit of Madden. Uh, I started <laughs> Nick Foles. And I'll ah. a streak, and uh, now I'm just uncomfortable talking to you guys. Is that the move? I'm not a Madden player. I haven't played in years. Do you have to play with your team, or what's the what's the typical move there? Uh, this Madden is they've orchestrated it into more arcade mode. Um, so you really want to play with the teams that have the faster players. So I've actually been playing with the Cardinals, and Kyler Murray is delightful. Uh, you give them that Kansas, you give them the Kansas City offense, and you play with the Denver defense of Fangio. You've got some action with the Cardinals. I like that it because that would be a, that would be mean to do that to yourself to have to play the with the Bears and to try to decide <laughs> between Mitch and Nick. That's I don't know how much entertainment you're getting out of that. Uh, it, it's difficult because uh, the the ratings are so close. I think Mitch is like a 71 or 72, and Nick Foles is a 70. So the trade off is really. Uh, Mitch can scramble, Nick can't. 
So I, I stay in the pocket, and then if I have to scramble, I'll put Trubisky in. So I do that dual uh, quarterback threat and uh, throw some people off sometimes. All right. So sorry to keep going on this Madden talk here, but we're idiots. Is <laughs> seventy and seventy-two really bad? I don't. I, I, it sounds bad, but where does uh, it line up with like bad quarterbacks in the league? You know, the the rating. It's just Madden tossing it out there, saying, "This is what we're going to start with. Whatever they do during the season, we'll uh, we'll grade them then." But you give me a player that's rated seventy, and I'll work those intermediate throws, the short passes. If I know I can't throw deep because Trubisky's accuracy isn't there uh, on deep throws, so I do short throws with Trubisky. When Nick Foles comes in, I tend to throw a little bit deeper because I like his deep throw. Uh, I've done my homework, and it gives you that: does short throw accuracy, medium throw accuracy and uh, long throw accuracy. So you, you kind of catch that and, and see what you want to use and just throw defenses off. It, uh, it, it. sounds very – it sounds overwhelming. I, yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I it, it would be horrible. I love it. Too, many bu- too many buttons. You see, they're trying to stack the box. If you're in shotgun with Nick Foles, knowing you can't scramble, then I, t- I put Trubisky in, they back everybody up. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> coming underneath now. So I, I really like just messing around with people sometimes. Are you a uh, PS4 guy or an Xbox guy? What's your What's your console? I'm an Xbox guy. I like Xbox a little bit more. I mean, the, just, the remote feels a lot better in my hands when it's an Xbox remote. And I feel like I'm at home with this. I prefer that. Nice. There you go. So when you're when you're not playing Madden, I understand that you are an eighth grade teacher. Social studies just outside of Detroit. So how long have you been a teacher? <sighs> Rookie year. Rookie year. Oh, wow. Teaching. Rookie year. Okay. Oh, I was doing behavior before it for a couple of years at the same school. Uh, went back, got my teaching certification, and then the second I went out looking for a job, COVID hit, so I was sitting quietly for a little and said, you know what, I'm going to golf until this blows over and I get a job offer. <laughs> and it know. worked out. It worked out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, your timing was real weird to be jumping into the <laughs> into teaching, but <laughs> kudos to you. Um, so what's so, social studies? Yeah, that's that's what you're teaching. Yes. What's your least favorite thing to teach in social studies? <sighs> if uh, there's so, several subcategories, economics. Economics. Mm. I got to tell you, I was uh, the, the basics and stuff. I get it, but uh, a, a semester before I graduated, my my counselor tells me you're missing one econ class. I'm like, all right, great. What is it? And she's like, heterodox economics. I've never heard of it in my life. And, and I'm like, is it going to be easy? She's like, yeah, it's a bit difficult if uh, you're not really uh, good with economics. I'm like, uh, yeah, fine. Give me it. I'll take it. And uh, I kind of just sat in class and said, you know what? Let me get out of here with a C and I'll be all right. And uh, and I survived. <laughs> I survived. Hey, a, C, a C is passing. Do you – so when you teach uh, economics, do you, do you mail it in? You're just like, yeah, this sucks. Let's just breeze through this. Um, actually what happened is I was fortunate, uh, some high school jobs were saying I'd had to be teaching economics, but then I caught a middle school job, which said, you know what, we're going to stick with us history. I was like, you know what? I agree with you. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I snagged it and said, you know what? I'm comfortable with this. I'm happy with this. And I've been coaching, uh, at that school. So I'm very familiar. I coach football. I'm very familiar, uh, with the demographics in that area. So I was very glad they called last second too. That's awesome. right. You you mentioned that um, that you won a championship as as a coach in 2018. Is that correct? Yes, yes. It was uh, that was a magnificent year. Uh, Bears football and uh, the school I'm at is Woodworth, and it, it was beautiful because the kids that I got uh, when I first started substitute teaching two years prior, 
I told them if I'm still here a couple of years from now and I'm a coach, I expect you guys to win a championship with me because I went to the school in sixth grade, but I moved away before I could play for the school. So I'm going to live vicariously through you guys. Championship. Fast forward two years later, voila, championship. What do you what do you coach? What's what you on offense, you on defense? I uh I being a Bears fan, I love defense. I love it so much. But uh I had a friend, I have a, I had a colleague who was adamant about being defensive coordinator. I said I trust you, so I gave him the DC position and uh I took the OC position. Um and it was a bit of an experiment. Uh I try a couple things. I mean, I know I look at the college game, I look at the NFL game. I know you can't really implement all of those methods at the middle school level, but I gave them little baby steps. I, I incorporated some jet sweeps, some fakes, a couple of things, some trick plays, and the kids kids really loved it. Would Adam Shaheen have made your team? Hell no. Adam Shaheen would have been a water boy. Why would we got hit by a water bottle during a timeout and got concussed? He absolutely would have fallen over and gotten hurt bringing out water bottles. There's no doubt in my mind. Ah, it was that Adam Shaheen. I'm, I, I'm so I'm, I'm heartbroken over him because he's such a specimen, that prototypical tight end, and it just he reminds me of uh, Kellen Davis during the Jake. Mm, yeah, game. good call. Yeah. Michigan yeah. State. Yes, he really does that build and everything. I'm like, great, big beastly tight end, perfect. Flop up. I'm like, oh, all right, yeah. let's move on. Greg <laughs> Frying Olsen, pan Greg hands. Olsen, Greg Olson, yeah. I miss you. Greg Olson, I miss you. Uh, we all do. We absolutely do. So, so as an offensive coordinator, are you, uh, so how do you run an offense with like an eighth grade quarterback? Like, is it, do you run the wishbone What that? What the hell do you do? I, I came straight out and I ran the I formation and I ran the pistol. Uh, and then I did the, I did a heavy set. Uh, I did the wing formation. Um, I, I just made sure I, I gave them at least three formations, something they can handle. I don't want to overwhelm them. Uh, a couple of my kids, you know, so they, they have some, there's a learning curve. And some of them were a bit raw when it comes to football. So I, I came out with the heavy set first. Uh, we're talking about T formation. I got three guys in the backfield, big beefy linemen. I said, I don't care if they know we're running down the uh, running. Let them try to stop us, throw them out of the way and just move forward. We'll be all right, guys. And, and it worked. It really worked. And then we started gradually moving to the I formation. But my quarterback was something else. Walks up, says, Coach, I can throw 50 yards. I'm like, no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> and he just launches it. And I'm like, you know, that was with all your power in your arm. Let's teach you how to swivel those hips and really put yourself, put some zing in that pad. <laughs> uh, and we were able to do that midway through the season. And uh, we came away with the championship. Wow, that's cool. That's yeah. super cool. Is What's the status of football right now in Michigan? Um, they actually reinstated uh, high school football last week. Um and what's so nice about that is we can actually enjoy a little bit of normal life, uh, something that's coming back that we're accustomed to. Of course, they're going to implement social distancing th- uh, things, and uh, we got to make sure we follow those. But it's good to see that they're coming back with that. But for middle school football, uh, I don't think it's going to happen this year. Middle school sports in general, it's just uh, no. lower level is not really worried about it. Makes sense. Yep. That, that makes Unfortunately, makes sense. And so you – yeah, go ahead. A little tidbit uh, – Antonio Gates' son, Antonio Gates' son is at a high school, a local high school. He was with me uh, two years ago at Woodworth. I didn't coach him, but he's currently at Fortson High School in Dearborn, Michigan. And he's a junior right now, and he's looking very good, getting multiple offers. Um, that's wow. something you can look at on. A- Antonio Gates' son is going to have a big year at Fortson High School. How did he land? Is 
is gate is gates from that area originally i don't i don't know how did he land there i don't know a whole lot of information about that uh but it's, it's definitely confirmed um he, he's over there right now and uh hell of an athlete hell of an athlete can you, can you get him to play for lovey smith's illini in a couple oh, of years do you have any pull I, I, I'm listen. I told him if Alabama calls or something, I'm like SEC. <laughs> I, I'm a, I, I get Michigan, I get all that, but I'm like SEC. Go straight. They know football. If you want to talk about a division that's going to prepare you for the NFL, it's the SEC. Never you can dispute it as much as you want, but everyone knows it's the SEC. <laughs> it's hard to argue. We we love to dispute it. Dan's a Dan's a Minnesota Gopher, and I'm an Illini, but. We can't argue with Alabama can't argue and Georgia, no, no. you know, yeah. you name it, right? <laughs> they they, no they breed football players. It's amazing. You you said that you are well, first of all, let's let's backtrack here a little bit. So you've lived you've lived in Michigan all of your life. Is is that true? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So how how in the world does a lifetime Michigan guy become a Bears fan? How did that happen? Uh, actually, I was younger. I'd say in about fifth or sixth grade, and my brothers were watching the Lions and Bears game. It was on TV, Channel 2. This is before you could stream online and illegally stream. It was just, it was on. And we're like, all right, I'm going to watch this. I, I play football, but I haven't really watched it. And uh, just that ferocious defense, um, just seeing how aggressive they were. Uh, and at that time, as a kid, you have all the energy in the world, so you look for people uh, older than you that you can mimic and see that, hey, their energy matches mine and just – you had, you had Erlacher leading that defense, Mike Brown, uh, Charles Tillman. Those guys coming up big, and um, it, it was beautiful watching them play. And I was like, you know what? I like the Bears. I like the Bears. I'm going to watch the Bears. And my brother's like, why are you a Lions fan? I'm like, they're losing. They're losing in the wild. I'm sorry. I'm picking the Bears. I'll pick the Bears. And I've been happy with it, although there have – oh, Lord, there's been some heartbreak moments with the Bears. Yeah, and no, I don't think anyone anyone could fault you for not just by default being a Lions fan because that's like we're tortured as Bears fans, <laughs> but they're like three rungs down from the from the they're like the laughing stock of the entire league. So. Yeah, it's it's very tough being a Lions fan, and I always give them shit for it, especially the yeah. Lions. Do they <laughs> do they like what do Lions fans say to you? Like, what are your buddies like? How do they even give you shit? Uh, okay. For example, you remember the Calvin Johnson no TD call in Chicago? Oh yeah. Yep. Oh my God! I the second the game was over and the anger they had, they directed it at me. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about text messages, phone calls. I was like, "Listen, I got to take you guys one at a time. Just relax for a second. But <laughs> I loved it. They're like, "Fuck you, fuck the band." <laughs> so I, I felt like, "Listen, I'm here for you. If you got a vent, do it. Go ahead. Tell me what you want to say. It's okay." Was it? Uh, was it a catch? <sighs> Looking back on it, yeah, it was a catch. Yeah, I was saying not a catch. Yeah, I mean, we have to admit it, right? And I told catch, but fuck you guys. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. Yeah, so did, did they... like, yeah, he didn't catch it. He he dropped it. He was getting up. I just kept poking at him. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I love so so. Do your friends give you a bunch of shit too? Like, oh, we're so so happy that you picked Mitch. Meanwhile. You know, Mitch has won three in a row against him, right? So, what do you? How do you chirp back against your against your guys? Um, basically, if I tell him, listen, if you're gonna sit there and ridicule the Bears for picking Mitch, and then he comes out and beats you guys like that, and he just starts whooping you guys three games in a row, whatever whatever the case may be. I'm like, how do you fat? How do you how do you build up the courage to talk to me again? I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make sense of it. 
You talk about the guy, but then he comes out and beats your team, whether it's on Thanksgiving. He's carving turkey in your stadium, and you're still talking to me. I don't know. I was going to. I was going to ask you about this. So did you go to either of the last two Thanksgiving games with Bears-Lions or no? Uh, no. I, Thanksgiving games, I prefer to stay at home. I, I don't like the Lions stadium. I feel like it's damp and, and, and just it's it's a weird feeling. And, and it's a Lions stadium. It's not my house. I don't, like, I don't like going to places where I know I don't belong. So I'm just going to stay out of there. <laughs> but you do go to Chicago. You said you're 3-1 and one at Soldier Field, right? Is that, yeah, 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 yes. I nice. did. That, that, the, the one loss actually was when I went to the Detroit Lions game. It was the Monday oh, no. night game a couple of years ago. I think uh, Javid, one with Javid Best broke a, oh. a, like a 40 or 50-yard run. It was just a, it was an off day for the Bears that day. Uh, but when I went to Chicago, um, the most uh, most recently was that 2018 season. Uh, after we won the championship, a week after that, I went to the Sunday night game against the Vikings and uh, oh, yeah. promptly lost my voice, yelling and screaming and cheering <laughs> on our boys. That was a great. That was a great game, man. Those yes. I'd I'd have anything to get those that year back. Oh my! Uh, what the man. hell? Oh my god! That was such a good time. We were winning it all in oh, my mind. There was no doubt we were gonna going all the way. So. Is are the like are the Lions your least favorite team then by default? No, no, the Packers are. Yes, okay, the Packers yes. are. That's that's all we can do. So, what are you thinking about the this twenty twenty version of the Bears? How how do you feel as a, a Bears fan in Detroit? Uh, what's what's your prediction for the Bears? <sighs> a lot of people. I saw I saw a, a thirteen and three uh, post. This morning, I think thirteen and three. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like I like eleven and five or twelve and four. I like eleven Love and it. five or twelve and four. Um, I, did they add the additional week this year, or was it next year that they're doing that? I think next year they added they added the additional uh, uh, playoff spot at least. Okay. So there'll be yep. seven. Yeah. Okay. So, so we can get that seven seed at the very least. Probably that, probably that, better. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 you know maybe ten and six. Like I, I'm around that area right there. If they go, if they go nine and seven, I'm I'm not gonna say I wasn't surprised because um, I love the Bears. I'm, I'm very big on the Bears, but in the last couple of years, I kind of try to scale back and say, let's look at this from a business perspective. What's the business model looking like for the Bears? Uh, are they doing what they need to do? Are they taking the best player available, or are they filling a need? So as loyal as I am to the Bears, I want to say I detach myself a little bit when I'm looking at it from a business perspective, uh, which is which probably differs from uh, a lot of Bears fans you see on Twitter who say uh, who follow blindly, don't really look at other things. Yeah. You can't say that. <laughs> that's, no, you gotta be Bear, honest. That's Bears fans on Twitter. They're they're a tough crowd, and they're. They're just as bad in person, but you can't make sense of any of that. Any of that shit. What do you think about Mitch being the week one starter? Would you have gone with that or would you have gone with Foles? Um, no, you can go back and look at my profile. I've bashed, I, I've bashed Mitch. Uh, I, I've said things about Mitch. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to say I want to take him back. Uh, I feel like they were warranted. He hurt my feelings. <laughs> Wait, okay now I, let me stop you there what's yeah. the most personal thing you said about mitch oh man uh even if he wins a super bowl the bears shouldn't re-sign him for 60 mil or something like oh, that. oh man oh that hurts no. that hurts <laughs> but be, because if there's one thing i know whether it's nick Foles 
or Mitchell Trubisky that's starting. All right, whether it's Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky that's starting, I know it's the defense that's going to carry this team, and you can hold me to that. It's the defense that will carry this team. And the curse in Chicago is given that beautiful defense, okay, a competent offense, something that can just, you know, milk the clock if it needs to, get assertive when it needs to. And then I feel like some wasted defenses in the past could have said the same thing, like, shit, guys, give us a break. And I know you guys saw it last year where the defense's motor was kind of running a little yeah. thin. The energy was yeah. like, yeah. And I don't blame them. I don't blame. There were some issues where like, oh, we're now we're really carrying this team. And you don't got a Devin Hester on special teams anymore, uh, taking care of that aspect, taking some load off of uh, Rex Grossman, who uh, who really benefited from that. But that's the situation right now. That, hey, that's hard to argue, man. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, we we jumped off the Mitch train. Well, I did after the Chargers game. Dan was a week or two earlier than that, and it hurt though. Like it, I didn't want to, but I felt like it was finally, it was finally time. He forced you, the hand. You, yeah, when you're picked, when you're picked that high in the draft, I mean, I, I know you say in this day and age, it's a passing game. It really is. The NFL has really allowed it to be a pass friendly league now with all these penalties on the defenses. So it's very easy. So when you pick a quarterback that high. You got a you got a three year window, and I get John Fox was his coach the first year. I understand that, but Gross. when it comes to reading defenses, that's Mitch's yeah. issue. That's Mitch's issue. And, and when you mm-hmm. say answering question, would you start Mitch? He's the incumbent. So with what I said, give him a shot. Let's yeah. see what you yeah. got. You did. We didn't pick up your fifth year option. I think that was very clear to you what we're intending to do. So you better put in the work, kid. You better put in the work, or else we got somebody that'll come in and do it. And if he flops well, up. Hey, we got a first-round pick next year in the draft. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. I think a big driver of why you just throw Mitch out there is because we're playing the Lions, and they don't scare you at all. So yeah. it's like for us, all we've been talking about, it's like it doesn't really matter. Just roll the ball out there and pick somebody, and it's the Lions. It's when you're Lions and Giants, I mean, those two weeks, but then you got to get serious after that. So That's you tell playing. your friends that we, you tell your friends we said that we're not scared yeah. of the Lions. So it doesn't <laughs> matter if uh, Patterson is back there just taking direct snaps and running wherever he wants. So mm-hmm. you suck, Lions. I feel. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Now, and, and the shit talking's already started. Uh, I got a couple of Lions fans coming back and forth with me. And- and I love the conversation. It's always nice. Uh, they're very good friends. Uh, we don't take anything to heart. No one really says anything blasphemous. But, you know, <laughs> you, you're a bitch, all that type of stuff. <laughs> so it's, it's very interesting. It's very nice to hear them uh, talk about it. Have any of your friends uh, explained to you why Matt Patricia seems to wear a garbage bag on the sidelines? Like, he, that guy, he just rolls out of bed and shows up on Sunday, doesn't he? Yeah, it, it, I mean, you see that beard? I mean, I, listen, it's a, it's a grizzly beard, Grizzly Adams. I'll take that. It's nice. Uh, yeah. I'm a beard guy myself. Yeah, like, you you got a good one going. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy a beard. I enjoy a nice beard. So I got I got to commend him for that. I enjoy his beard. Uh, but there's a lot of Lions fans uh, that are frustrated uh, with uh, Matt Patricia, uh, especially against the Bears. When he's sitting in man and he's asking you to pick our guys apart, okay, we're going to pick you apart. He just doesn't have the personnel uh, to do what he wants to do. Detroit, and he's kind of pushing it a little bit. So, hopefully, he pushes it again against the Bears uh, on a yeah. Sunday. And Mitch sits back there and just says, "All right, I'm report." <laughs> well, I hope uh, Patricia sticks around for a long time. That's good because it's good for the Bears. <laughs> he's a bad coach. Abdullah, have you? When was the last time you were in Windsor? You where you crossed the Canada border? You a big Windsor guy? 
Not really. We used to go to Canada a lot as a family when we were younger. Uh, but right now, really, downtown Detroit is uh, offers uh, a nice nightlife. And uh, they've been bringing it back ever since it went to bankruptcy uh, with the whole Kwame situation. But um, it, it's coming back. They built a loop, a nice little ice skating rink, especially during the winter. It's nice. Uh, you got Quicken Loans around there. You got the GM building. It's lit up pretty nicely, actually, in their area. I just I asked that almost exclusively so I could say loonies and toonies, whatever yeah. that currency is in Canada. Oh, I, I just love saying it. Idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what the currency. I walk in with the US dollar. I'm like, what's this word over here? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I I will just say that I find uh I, I've been going to Bears games for years and and they're the the most trouble that I've been like opposing fans have been Lions fans. And it always puzzled me of, of fights in the stands, always Lions fans. And it was like, what are you fighting about, man? Like you suck. The I've been, you know, most bears teams suck. It's like, what are we fighting about here? Like Packers fans roll in. They're confident. They're, you know, not Minnesota, Wisconsin. Nice. Yeah. And they don't fight anybody, but Lions fans, they love to chirp and they love to fight. And it always, baffled me and i i enjoy the banter with lions fans because yeah. it's generally irrational stuff yes but they just they they ride with it they're like <laughs> yeah fuck it i'll die on this hill like they'll do it all yeah. long i the, the, the last lions game i was at the one where david best broke that big run um it's crazy because i had two guys behind me a group of five guys but especially two of them right behind me and they were just going off in my ear. They were drunk. They were throwing popcorn. I don't want to get thrown out, so I didn't say nothing. I was like, I'm going to watch a game. I'm cool. I'm with my group of guys. They're all Lions fans. It's fine. It's whatever. And I'm thinking by the end of the game, maybe I'm going to get into a fight with these guys. But what ends up <laughs> happening, what ends up happening, they get so drunk that they fight each other and spill over into our seats. And I'm sitting there like, wow, this is – am I living in a parallel universe? What the heck is going on? They're fighting each other, and security comes and kicks them out. And I'm like, you know what? That's that's a lion thing to do. It's a lion's fans thing to do. And they were winning, so I was just, I was just confused. I, I enjoyed it. It was, <laughs> it, was pure, it was pure entertainment. I clapped it on as the security came to the way. I love it. No, they're very confusing. All right, we have a streak going here on fans and eggs. I don't. Are you, first of all, are you a baseball fan? And second of all, if you are, are you a Chicago baseball fan? Third of all, Cubs or Sox? If you fall under any of those categories. I I used to play a little bit of Sandlot when I was younger. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I will tell you this: I enjoy when when teams break droughts. Uh, so I'm I'm I'd say I'd applaud for the Cubs. Oh. All right, I think that count. I think that's close. Bill, somehow uh, you're the first non-White Sox fan that's been <laughs> on here, and I don't I know like that's not a coincidence. He's only inviting. <laughs> White Sox fans on to give me a little shit at some point during this. So thank you. You, you broke the streak. Speaking of droughts, you just broke that drought on fans and eggs. That's, that's great. True. That's great. It's, it's, that's all right. It, it was due. But Abdullah, man, this, this has been great fun. You're, you're an awesome follow on Twitter. Oh, hold on. Why don't you hit us with that Twitter handle? I don't know if you said that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can catch me at abs uh, underscore six, A-B-Z-Z underscore six, uh, and you'll catch all the controversial Bears tweets. And, uh, I love it. Conversation about that any day, any time. And if you guys want to have me back on here during the season, I will absolutely love to come back on with you guys and talk some Bears. I don't mind at all. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks, Abdullah. This has been Fans and Eggs, Zero Doinks. See you next segment.
ever wanted to follow us, do it at Zero Doinks. Instagram at Zero Doinks. Twitter at Zero Doinks. Slip into our DMs. Wet, wet, wild. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. At Zero Doinks. Here we go. Hams, 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 and Ted. 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 Baseball talk. Here we go. Hams and Ted. Here we go. Hams and Ted. We're going to try to make this really fast. Bill, give us a Sox recap. Go. Still in first place, tied with the Indians, even the, whoops, can I say that? Cancel culture. Uh, <laughs> the Sox swept the Royals four games over the weekend, but somehow they lost half a game to Cleveland. Fuck you, Cleveland. Fuck you, Major League, even though I love your sh- your show. No, your movie. Uh, Albert Bell loved you. You never missed a game, even though you were a dick. I'm going to light a firecracker under this kid's anus. Isn't that what he did? Is that what happened? I think so. They're still in first, but they fell from the two seed to the four seed. It's fine. I'd, actually, if the Sox were the two seed, they'd play the Twins as the seven seed. I don't want the Sox playing the Twins in the first round because they'll get their asses handed to them. Uh, fuck you, Minnesota. Dan, how are the Cubs doing? Cubs are still in first place. 25 and 18 is their record. I think they have a three game lead over the Cardinals right now. Cardinals played two today. They've Cubs have played eight more games than the Cardinals. So I don't know how that works out, but Cubs uh, split with the car, the COVID Cardinals this year, which is gross. They're a <laughs> shitty team. Uh, Hayward, uh, he's been sick, but he keeps yeah, taking he okay? COVID tests. It sounds yeah. like he's okay, but he is like, basically all of the symptoms it sounds like so hope he's all right he's having a good year cubs really buckle when they have runners in scoring position and just can't get those guys in so that's a problem but cubs have games left with cincy milwaukee cleveland and then twins pittsburgh and then finish with the Sox. so it's going to be cubs are in great shape to make the playoffs they're in pretty good shape in the division but I don't feel great about it. They need to be more consistent hitting the ball. Cubs. Sox. We did it. We did it. What's Doug DeCenzo doing right now, do you think? Is he one of the guys who should be a hologram during a Bears-Titans preseason game that may or may not have happened? (laughs) Who? Doug DeCenzo? Doug DeCenzo, yeah. He was an outfielder for the Cubs for a minute, right? I, he was kind of chubby. That name. Why, why am I uh, blanking on it? Yes, I know the Because he wasn't name, good. Because he wasn't good. He is was, he he's yeah. dead? Is that what you're saying? He died? No, I don't know if he's dead. But he he was one of the outfielders when Jerome Walton was red hot during his 20-plus game hitting streak. Doug DeCenzo, was, he was chubby during oh, okay. that same time period. Ron Santa. I'm, I'm blanking on that, and I'm not proud of it, but... I don't know what he's doing right now, but I'll look it up and get back to you. I can't wait for you to do that. This has been Hams and Ted Baseball Talk. 
Cubs, Sox, World Series 2020. Get Jeff Pass in there. Get what are the other reporters for Baseball National? Peter Gammons? He's still alive, right? Get them Gomez. all there. Your, your buddy Pedro Gomez, too. That's right. Put him in a, in a Cleveland hotel, and let's get weird. This has been Baseball Talk Zero Doinks. This is Kyle Legend. Keep it locked on Zero Doinks. Hey, this is Todd, a.k.a. Thod, the Illini fan, Cardinals fan, and Cowboys fan living in Alabama, of all places. And you are listening to Zero Doinks. I love my brother. He's very special to me. I like when he laughs. I just don't like... Can you start that over? Because he's hitting me. Can you start that over? He's hitting me. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman, and you're listening to Zero Doinks. What the heck is Zero Doinks? Zero Doinks entering, ooh, week one, Bears at Lions. It's NFL time. This has not been a weird year at all. Bears trade for Foles. Mitch wins the job. COVID is all over all of our genitalia. Dan Doinks, I want to know a bit more about what you're going to bring to the outro. You're allergic to Green Bay, but I want to know more Ah, right at you right now, buddy. Very shouty. Uh, okay, so this is something you've asked me to do for a while now in the outro. I have officially seen the UFO Unsolved Mysteries episode, and I was high. Yes, this is such good news. I did not want to bring it up the last two episodes because I didn't want you to felt di- you to feel disappointed that you had to say no. And that's not the first time I've said that in my life. Uh, Tell us more. So it was, I mean, the episode was mind-blowing. Why isn't this a bigger deal in general? I mean, all these people from different areas of, was that New Jersey, Pennsylvania? I don't know. I don't know. They all had like the same experience at the same time. and They didn't even know each other. It blew my mind, but the the guy I should have written down the name. I wanted to take notes, but I was not in a good place to to like jot down any notes in that moment. The guy with the long hair who was like reenacting what happened to him when the the aliens came, I uh, it crushed me. It absolutely crushed me. And Jordan sitting there, and she's like, you know. The producers are like, oh, you were on the ground. Why don't you get down and show us what that looks like? So it's a grown man with long hair just flopping around on the ground and like throwing his arms behind him. And I, I lost it. I loved it so much. But that freaked me out. I I, I laid in bed that night and it just like I, it was so mind blowing to me that that's not like I had never heard of that before. This is this is great news. Like I, I was not expecting this. What would you do, Dan, if you were uh, brought up to a, a spaceship, if you will, and a couple aliens like brought you into a room and they're like, "Hey, uh, I've heard your podcast. Pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. Would you mind if we probed you right now? Like, what would your response be?" I would ask if I have a choice. Are they just being courteous and asking 
for consent before probing begins because I feel like that decision was already made as I'm heading into the spaceship. So I I wouldn't want more info on their thought process. Um, yeah, I mean, aliens exist, right? You you do- uh, are you down? Yeah. What, what's your- yeah, yeah. I feel like we'd be arrogant as a uh, as a species to assume that there's not you know life outside of the planet earth personally it's how i've always felt about it i don't know what they look like i assume at this point they look like a combination of wilford brimley and john lithgow and they just want to spread your cheeks and see if there's an extra growth between those cheeks uh, maybe, yeah, maybe they can save our lives. Maybe aliens, maybe that's why they're here. Yeah, I'd be down. I'd be down to meet an alien. I feel like it'd be underwhelming. Like our idea of these giant aliens when like they could be like little, little rats, like little shithead looking aliens. And you'd be like, ah, God damn it. And that would make sense for us as a, as humans to be like, oh man, be a better alien than this. This right. is it. I expect more. So uh, I I would prefer not to get probed personally. But if they ask and I have an actual say in it, I'm probably going to turn it down. Okay. I mean, that's it's not a bad attitude. Let me ask you this, though, Dan. If an alien – okay, they – let's say you're you're slightly paralyzed – and you're feeling weird about being brought up to the ship. Let's say it's it's just you and one alien in a room. And Jordan, already Jordan Doinks gave you a hall pass, okay, as you entered the ship. And staring like, like you're eye to eye, two eyes to two eyes with Sandra Lips <laughs> in that spaceship, would you? would you uh yeah of course i would yeah get like am i well, okay let me get a little more background here okay. am i okay. is it like at this point is it common to like bump into <laughs> aliens who look like old school porn stars or is this like a like a once in a lifetime thing for the human race and i'm like the only test subject yeah no i because that makes yeah. a difference because if i'm like if it's just like no big deal it's like take it or leave it I've, i see aliens all the time that look like sandra lips then i'd probably pass but if it's like hey we need to do some research here you, we need to throw have you throw it into sandra lips i'm probably going to throw it into sandra lips and yeah. report back to my country and yeah. my then the human race so yeah, I mean, good on me for being a good human, willing to sacrifice my body for the sake of history and science. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's totally true. No, yeah, my my thought is uh, you're a bit of a lab rat, uh, and yeah, n- not many have the opportunity to to have uh, a Sandra Lips in front of you that wants to fornicate. I think that's the the scientific term. Um, and I don't know, would that, would you feel a lot of pressure like to, to pleasure, uh, Sandra lips alien? Like, 
or would you be like, eh, it's science. I don't really care if whose rocks get off here. Like, what 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 do you think? I don't. I mean, at this point, I don't know how an alien's mechanics work. I don't know what's what their what their expectations are. So no, I'm just I'm just gonna grip it and rip it, if you will, and just see where see where things go. And if alien Sandra Lips isn't into it, then you got to give me some more info here, Alien Sandra Lips. That's fair. What if uh, prior to coitus, I guess you might say, that's the scientific term. What if she showed you video of you shirtless playing golf and hitting the tee shot backward at, what's the, I don't, I don't remember. Cog Hill. It was in, yeah, Cog Hill. Uh, what if she did that and then kind of looked at you, but didn't really like give a response. Like she was turned on or off by that. Like, what would you, how would you react? Well, uh, I would definitely be turned on myself seeing that. So, uh, we could just settle that part of it. I, I would have follow-up questions like, why are you showing this to me? Who sent it to you? Was it Davey? No Like, I would have a lot of follow-up questions. Are you suggesting that that's why they picked me? Alien Sandra Lips picked me is because yes. I happen to be shirtless on hole 17 for course one at Cog Hill? Yeah. I, I mean, think that's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm At this point, if I'm in an alien ship, like I said, a lot of these decisions have already been made for me. So I don't know that I have much say in any of this. Like they're not just beaming humans up into into spaceships to not probe them, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not random. No, I mean we we all saw uh, unsolved mysteries. Uh, you were so you were you said you were high. Was it mm-hmm. um, edibles? Was it were you smoking something? I'm not saying yes. that I'm. I'm pro-drugs, but I'm not saying I'm anti-drugs. Yes. Explain I, more. I smoked a little bit. It was the, like the end of the night. It was pretty late. We Jordan Doinks and I had gone to dinner, had some drinks. And this this uh, this job that you gave me to get high and watch the UFO, it had been weighing on me for weeks. So I was happy to finally have an opportunity to, to pull through on it. I, I was... I wasn't in a sense like the the like uncontrollable like laughing like loopy. I was just super relaxed and very locked into this episode. So it kind of just freaked me out a little more, but I was just still in shock that this is not a bigger a bigger story. And just as an aside, the edibles thing, I'm I'm an amateur as on all of it. But the edibles thing, like the timing of it, I'm so impatient. Like I need it to hit ASAP. So I would prefer to get high smoking because it's a lot quicker. But also just seems like it's not great for your lungs. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's hard to argue. I mean, you know, I'm not a scientist. I don't understand how things hit one's bloodstream that that well um but i get it yeah well normally i mean you and i have been together theory i'm just talking a theory here when you and i might have thrown something in our mouth (laughs) 
<laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> we still talking about Sandra Lips? Yeah, right, right. Uh, where we have both been impatient, and we may have followed up that initial thing with something else in our mouth, and that might have backfired, but it felt great. But it's hard to say. Like, it's it's a hard gauge. I think when you ingest something straight into the lungs, it's a quicker <laughs> it's a quicker thing, right? I'm not a I'm it not is. a scientist. Yeah. No, I I'm shocked you're not a scientist because I heard a lot of fancy words for fucking that you said about five minutes ago. So coitus. Uh, no, coitus. <laughs> fornicate no you're right it's it's um yeah it's just different but it was i was happy that i was that relaxed watching the ufo episode and i would highly recommend it to anyone to watch that on netflix because it is a crazy ass story and it is a mystery that is still unsolved which i don't appreciate but no. I should know that going into a show called Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, I guess it's in the name. Um, horse talk, real quick, horse talk. You were, this could have been a hams and bread issue, item, not issue. Uh, you talked a lot of shit about people that put money on horse racing. And... This past weekend, you put money on horse racing. True or false? <laughs> True. Now, I will say, I don't, I will admit, I don't really understand how horse, horse betting works. Am I an idiot? Like, I don't like no, trifecta and box them and shit like that. I don't know what any of that means. I got roped into a, like a pool, like a drawing for horses um so i threw some cash in i drew what's the name of the horse bring down the house or something zone i don't know but i needed the horse to finish first second or last to win money and none of those things happened so um yeah so yeah i and i had to tell somebody i had to tell you that i was shit you know obviously i was shitting all over people who follow horse racing, uh, people who follow jockeys, people who do the write-ups for these things. I'm saying people a lot again. People, people, people. And then I had to throw some money on the derby. So um, sorry, not sorry. I think your quiver is aimed directly at Rick Fieldsman right now. To be honest, that's what it feels like. I'm not Rick, but that it feels personal. I love Rick, Mr. Two and One. I love Rick. He's just giving us free monies. And it's my own fault for putting him in parlays, but I'm going to keep doing it until it hits because I know yeah. one's going to hit real soon. So, hashtag thanks, Rick. ride with Rick. Yeah, absolutely. We, we love Rick. He's going to hit all three one of these times and make money back for us, which will make up for the money that we lost with previous parlays. <laughs> We should just do individual bets. At least we'd be up a little bit. Rick, that's not your fault. That's our fault. We love you. We love all of our listeners on Zero Dunks. This has been an awesome episode from our perspective. Hopefully it is with your ears. To God's ears from our mouths, Bears will be 1-0 after a win at Detroit. Dan Doinks, love you spiritually, sensually. <laughs> 
friendship e. I love you. I love you too, buddy, and I love you in the same way that uh, I would also love Alien Sandra Lips as well. This has been fun. I can't <laughs> wait to <laughs> I can't wait to give us a, a give everyone a recap of an actual fucking Bears game oh next week. Oh my god! I know. Oh. I know. Thank you for sticking with our stupid imaginations, guys, uh, from the preseason that was not but should have been. Uh, follow us, theoretically, on Tally site. Try to fade the doinks. That's our best recommendation. Fade yep. the fuck out of us. Don't fade Rick, though. Uh, Rick is 6-3, and three, like we said. I don't think you fade Rick, but... At the same time, he may not be on tally site unless his internet starts working in, in East Chicago. So we'll see about that. We love you. Thank you. If you're a new listener, welcome. We apologize. But also you're welcome. <laughs> if you're an old listener, we don't even apologize anymore because you are addicted and we love. We just love you. We flat out love you. Thank you, fans and eggs. Thank you, Abdullah. You were awesome. And that was fantastic. Thank you to all the previous Fans and Eggs people as well. You have received a gift. Oh, wait. We need somebody from New York slash New Jersey for next week. So if you're listening, raise your fucking hand. We need you, ideally. doesn't have to happen, but we need you. Do you know anybody, Dan? No, but bonus points if you were abducted by an alien on September 1st, 1969. Would love to talk to you about that as well. So keep that in mind, everybody. Nope. I'm good otherwise. Love you guys. Love you. Go Bears. 1-0. Mitch for MVP. Sorry, Mike Lombardi and Joe Ostrowski. See you next episode. Zerdunks. Bye-bye. Fantasize about every Sunday, so do we. It's Bears Fantasy Corner. Due to the Bears' offense really sucking, and let's be honest, this segment's probably overstated its welcome. This is the death of Bears' fantasy corner. Rest in peace. <laughs>